This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Gar. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And by the way, the main si- the main feature of the site allows you to influence the stuff that we'll be talking about here on our uh, this very radio program. You can go and create an account. It's free. You can up, uh, upload your links that you want to share with other people, links that you think our listeners would enjoy. So it could be to news articles, could be to videos, could be to blog posts, whatever it is you find on the Internet that you think would be of interest to our audience. You just submit it to the website. Then everybody else gets to vote them up or down. Of course, you get to vote up and down on things that you didn't submit. Uh, yours that you submit automatically get your vote, obviously. So uh, you can go to freetalklive.com. The most popular stories will make it to the top of our website. And I think it's been working out pretty well so far. We launched the site at the beginning of, the, of this year. And it's been, it really has become a real great resource, not only for listeners like you to go and, and get an idea of what other Free Talk Live listeners are interested in, in seeing, uh, but also from our perspective, it's a great resource for show prep. It really has. It is uh, excellent. It's something we can turn to and say, wow, okay, here's what our listeners want to hear about. Bang. We, we can put it on the air. So, uh, so 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Gardner Goldsmith joining us in here tonight. Ian, my friend. Mark, good to be here, you guys. Always nice to have you here. And, of course, you're from the Liberty Conspiracy at libertyconspiracy.com. People should definitely go and, uh, and give you a listen when they get a chance. You know what? Uh, the toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. And as usual, there's a lot to talk about here tonight. Should we just talk about the incest thing tonight? I don't know if we're ever going to chance to get to it on our Saturday show. All right, because, man. Because uh, the, the last two Saturday nights, we've tried to talk about something besides immigration. Yeah. <laughs> and it just hasn't worked out. I mean, yeah. Free Talk Live is like that, where it's open phones, so we don't the screen people out. move it the way they want to. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't always go in the way we want it to go, and that's okay, uh, but th- it's been like Immigration Talk Live. This weekend was actually probably the longest weekend in the last month that we've been able to talk about something other than immigration. We lasted an hour and ten minutes before the first immigration call came in. Out of the blue. We didn't say anything to, to prompt it, as I recall. I don't well, think we mentioned it's immigration. because, uh, you know, he, he, the, the caller said something like, well, and you know those illegal immigrants, um, oh, you know, you the, because they're the boogeyman. They're, they're the thing that you can blame everything on because they have no voice. Well, especially when you come, come at it from a stance of uh, economic ignorance. And I, I, I don't mean ignorance as a derisive term here, but just as a, a, a technical a term. Exactly. Exactly. When you are ignorant of the fact that immigrants actually benefit an economy, whether they're legal or illegal, uh, when you are uh, cognizant of the fact that in order to get a productive economy, in order to better your lives, you want to welcome people who will do work for less and still get the job done and leave you money left over. Um, this is something that's missed in the arguments of the Tea Partiers and people who are all in favor of this biometric data stuff, you know? So it's been call after call. Uh, it, once that one call came in and we yeah. got the ball rolling, it just it didn't stop for the rest of the show. And, of course, the week before that, it was almost all three hours uh, that was uh, full immigration calls. And it's not t- – to, to me, it's still entertaining. I'm still having fun. And as educational, as, too. Right. As long yeah. as I'm having fun, then that's, you know, that's, why, that's why I'm here, right, to, yeah. to have a good time. But you've got a story about incest? I've got incest. I've got incest. And I've, I've been wanting to talk about it because it's just so despicable uh, sounding. It's just wow. – it's one of those issues that – I mean, most everybody's against it, right? So, uh, so, so we'll get to that. But 
just uh, to continue this this yes, discussion yes. since we have you here Gardner you're, sure you know you're you're absolutely right it is an educational thing too and I think it's an important issue I mean clearly it's important to the people that are calling in because they're calling in about it yeah they're, they're so fired up about they're it. feeling fa- passionate they're angry especially on a Saturday night when you've got your biggest audience exactly and there's the, there are a lot of people who are coming at it maybe not from the traditional libertarian point of view and yeah they'll, they'll, they'll they haven't heard us speak too often yes and uh, certainly they, they're certainly not entirely on board yeah so it is an important issue. In fact, I would say that immigration is probably one of the most critical issues of our time. It's going to uh, help bring about the police state. That's for damn sure. The enforcement will you got uh, bring that about right. the police state. Yep. And uh, so I think it's one of the most important issues be- simply because it's so misunderstood, simply because people are so ignorant to the realities about immigration and you know the, the fact that it's really the welfare state that's the problem and that it's really you know the th- these things that government has created. And I think an, an, an exploration of it uh, allows people to uh, really sort of stretch their understanding of things and experiment and test themselves on a number of assumptions that they have. I agree with that. And and then they can take it and and chew on it in their own minds for for a while after that. But nobody challenges those assumptions except for Free Talk Live. There's no show that I've heard on talk radio that takes the position that we do. Now, honestly, I haven't listened to many progressive shows. I I don't really listen to much. I was listening to the Tom Hartman show, and he said, well, obviously, anybody with common sense says that we have to control him immigration in some exactly yes. that's what i figured they would say because the typical both sides of the 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 mainstream positions on this the left would be a little more uh you know acclimated to so-called amnesty but as you say they're still in favor of immigration control they're not going to advocate the abolishment of the ins and 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 they have almost a, a there's almost a cognitive dissonance on their case uh, there's a guy named congressman a congressman named gutierrez right and i talked about this on one of my podcasts recently he's on with keith olberman talking about he was out protesting Saying that there has to be a, a fairer immigration policy. So you, it would seem like this guy is in favor of welcoming people who are coming here to try to better their lives and to work, whether they're uh, under the table or over the table. He understands the plight these people are experiencing. Uh, instead, he's in favor of the biometric data thing from mm. from uh, you know people like uh, Chuck Schumer. Yeah. And the, the amazing thing that gets me about it, Ian, is – is that uh, this cognitive dissonance, you would think that some of the progressive radio shows, uh, rather than just having the whole heart on their sleeve thing without really thinking about this issue, uh, they come out and say, well, you know, um, these are different people and right-wingers don't like different people from different cultures, and that's where their argument ends. But at the same time, they're totally opposed to international trade. So here you say they see they don't understand the economic side of it. They don't understand. Right. They want to welcome people in, but at the same time they want to protect American jobs. Well, right. that's exactly what right. the right wingers are saying about the immigrants. Uh, it, right, it, because the Democrats are, and all the, both sides come at this from a utilitarian standpoint. Right, I can't be against, uh, I, I can't be for freedom up, around the border because, well, the labor, uh, the labor vote is huge for the left. Or I can't be for, mm. uh, for, you know, I'm not even sure why the Republicans are about it. Uh, you know, there's, there's this. I, I think that there, there's a sense of fairness. You know, like master beat us when we came in, so you know we we must beat the, the others. You mean the ones that came in recently? Because the ones that came in decades ago, they weren't really. Beat they that don't know bad. though. They they, right. they, they they have no idea what it's like. That's a good to point. A citizen. That's a good point. The uh, the issue is still there with the cycle of abuse. They still would, might feel abused. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's just a mess. The whole thing is uh, is an absolute mess. People are so it's a hazing process to be be yes. part of the, uh, the 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 United States sorority. Right. We even had uh, the black a black guy called in on uh, Saturday night to talk about how well it happened to my people, and so it should happen to uh, abuse should happen to these people as well. And it's just it's a, sick, it's a real sickness. Um, and it's understandable. It's it's very common amongst human beings where they're abused and they want to they want to see other people get theirs. Well, you, you know, know uh, one little thing I'd like to add to this is uh, over the weekend uh, I produced a, a, I produced an audio and actually I went back and and changed the audio quality of it because I didn't think it was good enough mm-hmm. and I wanted to make sure when people are listening to me that they enjoy the experience. They don't have lots of weird sound. I'm glad pops. you're an audiophile. That's yeah, well, I'm trying to be. After your example, folks, Ian is is terrific with <laughs> well, this, and I Go thought on. of you. When I was working on it last night, but <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> this, yeah, I, this, I can see how you would think of Ian when it comes to the, the, this sort of uh, neurotic like, obsession <laughs> around how good it's it just sounds. quality control, good management policy from you guys. But what gets me is <clears throat> there's there's not only this this visceral emotional reaction. If 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 the three of us were to sit in a room and talk to some of these people in a very quiet way, and they knew that they couldn't leave for an hour. They might have a discussion with us when they were coming from different sides, the, the paleoconservative, the neoconservative, and the so-called progressive. But when you get them in a situation where they know that they can leave, they shout at you, and then they leave. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you can't try to educate anyone on anything. And it's very frustrating. Yep. It's really sad. They're Economics, not, history, whatever. If someone is shouting, they certainly aren't conversing. Well, they some aren't of listening. them held on for 45 minutes. They had to hang on. They're just em- em- enmeshed and mired in their, uh, in their yeah. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to come back with more of your calls as well about what you want. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Gardner Goldsmith with us tonight. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kid Essentials, the nutritionally complete drink with 25 essential vitamins and minerals and probiotics to help support your child's healthy growth. Visit us at kidessentials.com. Calling certain foods bad or good doesn't go very far in helping kids understand about balanced diets. Discuss the powers of foods. Carrots are good for your eyes. Fish keeps your heart strong. And how they work together to help kids grow, and they'll remember it even better. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. If you like the features on the site, then you can support the show voluntarily by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take your money and reinvest it into the show and help get Free Talk Live on more radio stations. We just announced uh, a bunch of new stations today. As a matter of fact, we've got four stations in the Jackson, Tennessee area, two in Jackson, one on AM, one FM, uh, and then two other FMs in the surrounding areas and some smaller towns in the area. So four new yes. stations. Uh, and it's all thanks to our Free Talk Live amplifiers, listeners like you who are contributing three bucks a month and you get perks. You get access to the Amp Only call-in lines, the uh, Amp Only forum, and the Amp Only podcast and more get all the details and get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired not me ever since i started taking my two capsules of new zealand's nature bee plant pollen every day my digestive health is great and it's also a, a great uh, multivitamin here's mike buck with more hello there guys you know you're right nature bee is the real deal everybody 
You're smart enough to listen to Free Talk Live, and I'll be smart enough to listen to this. Plant pollen is the most richest, wholesome food found on the face of the earth. It is the real deal. All 27 vitamins and aminos, all 28 minerals, powerful antioxidants, going to chase those nasty free radicals right out of your system. Well, it takes, that makes a lot of sense. It sounds like Nature Bee has all the nutrients that usually come out in uh, five or six different pills. Uh, you're saying Nature, Nature Bee has it all in just two golden capsules? We absolutely say that. And you know what, folks? You're going to all be totally amazed at how Nature Bee is going to restore your lost energy, give you back your immune system, better sleep at night, much better digestion, silkier hair, stronger nails, clearer skin, all because you're fully nutritionally balanced, provided by Nature Bee from New Zealand. Two capsules, that's it. 37 little pennies a day, and that's real value. Real food, real nutrition, real benefits. And how, how about a real special deal, Mike? You got it. You order your six-month supply, just ninety nine ninety five plus delivery. We're going to bonus the Free Talk audience another three months for free, nine for the price of six, with, look at this, a complete money-back guarantee. So you want to get healthy, call Cold Free to New Zealand, 866-834-8355. That's one eight six six eight three four eighty three fifty five, or online at naturebee. That's naturebee.com. Okay, now you've heard it. Once you've uh, started uh, taking Nature Bee, just like me, you'll feel so good. Come on, everyone, just do it. Call toll free one eight six six eight three four eight three five five, or go online to naturebee.com. All right, we continue with your phone calls here about whatever you want. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's go to Frank in New York to start things out. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Gardner and Mark. Hi, good evening. Hi, Frank. Yeah, I uh, just wanted to say uh, that I think people have to realize that the immigration issue with regard to globalization and the structural decline in productive living wage employment that the United States has experienced from the mid-'70s through the present is really nothing more than a form of class warfare. And if you go back to Marx and read uh, the concept of the proletariat versus the uh, trade unionists and also the uh, guilds of the Middle Ages, and then he compares the, the proletariat to the serfs, historically, you see that this is really a method to separate the people, to put money in the pockets of the powers that be, and with uh, sort of exploding uh, in a negative way, the wage structure of this country, uh, it's only going to make the corporations and the very wealthy industrialists even richer. And uh, it'll just create confusion and hegemony and problems with uh, regard to the uh, quote-unquote uh, citizens versus the immigrants. May I ask you uh, some questions? Sure I'm confused. Yes. Uh, I really need you to be more specific because you opened up with sort of a euphemism where you said this this question of globalization and immigration is really like this, but you never really said what the question was. I feel like I'm in the well, Hitchhiker's really Guide to the Galaxy. it's a form of class warfare. It's uh, a form of class warfare. I know. You're, you're sort of repeating, but my, my point is this. What do you mean by the question of immigration? Are you saying that – and this is what I'm interpreting from what you're saying – uh, and so please, uh, I apologize if I'm misreading, but are, what you're saying is that allowing immigrants into a nation or allowing work to be done in other countries is akin to something that Marx had wanted, which would put more money into the powers that be's hands? No, in Marx's era, where you had, uh, let's say, uh, monopoly capitalism in a sense, 
the number of workers made the industrialists richer because they could produce more output and make the you know, owner of the means of production, richer. Well, now hold on. No, no, pause, pause, time, 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 hold on, time out. What is wrong with making the industrialists richer if you are also making other people richer, which is exactly what happened during the Industrial Revolution? You are aware of that, aren't you? I am, but I, I'm also aware that the fact is that uh, the the worker really didn't have that good of a deal until many years later when the unions came into existence. That's where they also were able false. to create a living you, wage for the worker. Do you think do you think that a worker who moved from the countryside of say Dorset and went into London because he was starving and knew that he could work in London or he could go someplace like Manchester or Bristol or something like that and actually work in the city during the Industrial Revolution? Well, everyone worked do, in England. I'm not in the done my Pardon me. Pardon me. Can I? Can I actually? The people that were destitute were put you know, into the workhouse, the prison, and they worked and they produced money for the state. It's very interesting that there's the, this thing you know, called the own, there's ahead. a thing called an exchange. I just want to finish my point, and you can remember a, your points. I have points. a PhD in economics, my friend. I know. Well, that's, I know tremendous. Thank you. I guess. About, I guess you know, we might as well not have a conversation. Then you can just own the airwaves. Go ahead, Mr. PhD, because certainly my opinions are completely invalid. My point is this, basically, that what we're witnessing <laughs> is the class warfare. You know, I, I just have to tell you. Than what Marx had articulated here's, here's what I'm going to here's going to tell you. I'm going to jump on you right now and say that you are exposing yourself as one of the most ignorant, lacking of oh, information people I've ever heard on any radio program. But you are you are disinterested. You are you are disinterested. You are disinterested. Oh my god. You are disinterested. Doesn't even understand the means of production. You are disinterested. The industrial revolution. You are disinterested. Or the notion of labor. <laughs> this is um, great. You are you know, I just I just have to on. say you are disinterested in what I just brought up as a historical example. Are you aware that the per capita death rate plummeted as oh an economist like Ludwig von Mises has mentioned during the industrial revolution lives were bettered during the industrial revolution contrary to your original assessment and your claim it that until unions came about you are if you're the owner of the means of production or the owner of the corporation yes then then so frank is saying that frank is saying that lives were not better if you're a you worker your arm frank, you were destitute yes. frank, or you here. were not even allowed to have housing frank, on your own you had to frank, comply with frank, the corporation simple, then it was pretty simple, bad simple simple yes or no question bad. yes or no did the per capita death rate decline during the Industrial Revolution? Did people flock to the cities? Yes, yes, no, no, yes, the, no. I assume the capital, the, the death rate increased because of unsafe working conditions. Thank you for the Did call, Frank. Have... Appreciate hearing from you. He assumes. Did you hear that? He assumes. Well, I think he had a lot of good points There's here. There's more I, I, coming up at uh, 800-259-9231. Maybe you could fill us in when we come back, Guard. It's Free Talk Live. <laughs> On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Thank you. 
is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features are free. We've got our webcam there. And actually, tonight, the cam looks a lot different than it normally does. In fact, uh, normally, we... Mark's giving me hand signals. I, you know, I don't know what that means. Skipped live read this uh, segment. Okay. Uh, anyway, 800-259-9231. The cam is now brand new. Well, it's still the same cam, but it's actually it actually has had a wide-angle lens added to it. So now we can put it in different places that we couldn't put it in before because just simply it was just too... Uh, the camera couldn't see everybody in the studio. And now it can, and so we have more options because of the wide-angle lens. It's sort of like so, Big Brother. We've moved it. it yeah, it's, it's now up. And it's higher. It's pointing downward. This may not be the final location for it, but we're, we're experimenting. We're trying different things out. And people in the chat room are saying they like it. You can get in the chat room. You can watch the cam. You can listen to us all at the same time at cam.freetalklive.com. Uh, of course, now you it, get to see how... It looks better now. You do, well, except you get to see how messy the desk is. That's the only real issue. Uh, is anybody uh, going to really look at that when, you know... How could you... Handsome guys guy like Mark As beautiful as myself is on the cam. Are they going to look at the desk? Maybe you're right, Mark. Maybe you're right. Uh, but nonetheless, you can go to cam.freetalklive.com. And it's free. You don't need a membership or anything like that like you do on all those other talk show websites. Again, cam.freetalklive.com. And the webcam is brought to you by memorydealers.com. Uh, they offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zenpacks, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. In stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery, memorydealers.com. And I realized I just... Uh, did what you told me not to, Mark. Well, you're talking about the cam. I think it's appropriate right, uh, so, to read the sponsors. So 800-259-9231. Apparently, Frank called back. He was upset that he didn't get a chance to finish. Uh, but, Frank, we had you on for the entire segment, and you made your point, I think, fairly early on about what you thought about the Industrial uh, Revolution and then and how you believe that uh, that it was a step down for people. I, I heard that point fairly clear. Well, yeah. But he, he was had also, another point he wanted to make. I'm I, sorry, we just don't have uh, multiple segments to I give to you. I think Frank made a great point about what's happening today. And uh, you know, Gardner put the uh, put, put put the flying elbow on him uh, without without acknowledging this particular point was that currently with the crisis, financial crisis that are going on, the governments are using those crises to take as much money as they possibly can from rich and poor alike in you know basically the United States, um, maybe Europe. They're getting their money taken from them in order to bail out not governments in foreign countries, but creditors of governments of foreign countries. And I think that that's wrong and it's immoral. And you well, do too. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, 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 and I appreciate Frank calling in, you know, but what did he call me? Pricky Prick. A pricky prick. You are a pricky, pricky prick. prick. Yeah. Uh, listen, awesome. Frank, you know, no hard feelings, Frank, but we gave you a lot of time to initially introduce your entire thesis as we all sat here and waited for you to finish. Then I tried to bring something up and you would not address my point. And if your point was. One thing, my point was this. Excuse me. He says that the Industrial Revolution, uh, akin to the immigration problem today, merely served to – or the international trade problem, as he calls it, uh, or might call it uh, – are akin to what Marx wanted 
which was to aggrandize the owners of the means of production who obviously were evil and didn't owe anything to anybody else and that it didn't help any of the workers. And in order to explore that and really cut it down, you have to do two things. You have to ask him a couple of his assumptions, question a couple of his assumptions with historical fact and ask him about some of his terminology. And you have to actually get to the root, strike the root of what it means to better one's life. And And so one of the assumptions was that life for the workers got worse because of the Industrial Revolution. Right, it's absolutely untrue. From 1870 to 1890, and this has never happened in human history before And you're an evil capitalist if you disagree with him. I'm not, though. Um, (laughs) But he's got a PhD, so shut up. We're actually a prick capitalist. (laughs) The, um, The fact is that from 1870 to 1890, real wages doubled for the average worker. I'll admit, those real wages weren't great. They essentially went from a dollar a day to two dollars a day, or some, probably even less than that. Um, so, but they got better. They haven't done that since. And the reason is, is because the government there pr- to protect us all along, the, the socialists saw the problem. They did see the problem. It really is a problem. There was a huge disparity between rich and poor at that time. But their solution stunk, which is, I'll use the violent apparatus of government to um, that's actually controlled by the very rich, and you're never, ever going to change that no matter what you do, um, to mm-hmm. fix this problem. And fi- by fix, I mean take more money from poor middle class and upper middle class people and get finance the projects of the rich. Yeah, there you state it so well, Mark. Because I'm a super genius, Gardner. You know, the, the, unfortunately, <laughs> what I heard and what Frank was saying was... Super ego. They they tend to try to um, make themselves feel comfortable by spouting off assumptions that are reiterated constantly. The iterations of these things over and over and over again. Of, well, it must have been horrible. They had machine shops where there were people getting their arms cut off, disease. That's what they said in up to no the lighting. jungle, right? I mean, it must have been horrible back then, Gardner. How can you defend that? All you have to do is look at what Mark said, look at the per capita death rates, look at the migration routes of people, the the areas in which populations sank and populations increased. It's very clear people voted with their feet. They moved to the places where they could get work, get paid better, productivity increased, and this is the whole point. And let's reduce it to, to the idea of being on an island, right? Again, this, this is a great example, I think. You're on an island, and you work – the people who live on your island are very, very bad at fishing. For some reason, your inner ear, it's bad for you to be on the water. It's really rough. But you're excellent at logging. You're really good. And there are a number of people who have endeavored – They've, they're so creative at logging. They've got great business ideas. Their whole business paradigms are beautiful. They have risen to the top. They've been hiring people, and they've got good logging businesses, right? Okay. It turns out you discover there's an island across the way where people are excellent at fishing, and they're, they don't have that many trees, or they're not that good at logging. They use mm-hmm. a lot of bricks, but it takes a lot of time for them to make all those bricks. And what you realize is you could probably devote less time to fishing and more time to doing what you're good at, where you've developed these great concepts of logging, and you could turn to those people in the other island and get fish from them. Now, it could turn out that some fishermen might be out of work, but you will actually end up spending less on the fish from the other island, and they will have money. They'll be buying your logs. And you're all better off. 
the, this the pie is, expands. The pie expands, and lives are better because you can start to get what you want for less effort. And that's what a productive economy is all about. And this man, Frank, denies reality, despite the fact – I don't know, maybe his PhD was in denial of reality. <laughs> but that is what it is. And without going to ad hominem attacks, I'll, I'll stop there just with that, that mild joke. But this is the sort of thing that we see often, and, and it has to be countered. Fundamental economics are based on human desires to better their lives and get things for less effort. And it's a mutually beneficial exchange. It is. The Industrial Revolution was beneficial. International trade is beneficial. And immigration is beneficial. And one one point that we need to bring up, Mark, is I can understand how people might attack the corporations today – uh, because they're getting bailouts from the from the government and U.S. taxpayers and future generations of U.S. taxpayers, uh, the banks and things like that. But one has to remember the banks aren't the ones that are really supplying the money for the government debt right now. It's the Federal Reserve and the government which are giving the money to the banks, which is then being reinvested in the government. It's a giant Ponzi scheme. And many of those banks, the lenders also owe something to someone else. They're depositors and people like that. We're going to come back with more here. 800-259-9231. Your thoughts are welcome uh, at 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up absolutely anything. This is Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond. TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. I'll give you the features on the site. So they're free, by the way. So enjoy them on us. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their websites. Ours is free. Freetalklive.com, including features like archives. So if you've missed a moment, click and download. They're yours. Our bulletin board system, our shrine of email listeners, news updates, and more. We give it all away. Freetalklive.com. Guard, did you have anything else you wanted to say in particular about the uh, the Industrial Revolution and how the quality of life for the people that were involved, the workers in that in that time, generally was better than it was in the years before that? Well, yeah. Because other folks do want to comment. Yeah, I, yeah, sure I just uh, I, I really don't have much more to say. But you know, since since Frank's comments. We sort of gotten that tête-à-tête sort of thing going on. Um, it's it's just extremely important that some of these shibboleths be knocked down. These totemic concepts that these people use to make themselves feel good about their irrational, illogical, and ahistorical concepts of the way the universe works. A- uh, laissez-faire failed. Laissez-faire failed. We learned it in history class. Laissez-faire failed. You see, this, and one of the one of the amazing things is it comes down to this: they, if you were to question them. They do not believe that by allowing individuals to make their own choices, the world is bettered. The world is full of stupid people, so we need people to tell us what to do. Smart people. 
Now, because this, the world's full of stupid and this people. Is, this is completely sans the corporatism of the United States and laws that allow corporations to be uh, indemnified against uh, against certain liabilities and things like that. Yeah, Just that's real on, on, a, on a totally apolitical framework, uh, these guys don't think that capitalism is good because – the particular capitalists rise up. They become more and more powerful. They take advantage of the stupid people who actually made them big. And nobody's lives are bettered. Everybody is exploited. They love well, that term exploitation. Yeah, that's and that's because the pie is a certain size in their world. Everything's static. <laughs> right. And this is the one problem that I, I think that progressives are probably a little more guilty of than uh, than conservatives, but everybody's guilty of, is the idea that you know what the world's like because it's like it is today, and it's not. The pie constantly grows if you allow people to grow the pie. Right on, and that's that's pretty much all I have to say. We can you know go back and forth on it, or whatever. But and we haven't got the incest yet. Well, I don't know if we're going to because we did just get some breaking news. Uh, Mark Emery has been extradited today uh, mm-hmm. to the United States. The story is coming from Cannabis Culture. We'll give you details mm-hmm. here in a little bit, but uh, that's not that's not good news. Not news anyone wanted to hear. Uh, but let's continue though with your phone calls about what you would like to talk about. Jim, listening in Iowa, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jim. Yes, hi guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, I was just listening to the Saturday show via podcast, and you just alluded to that you were going to talk about an incest-related article, and I wanted to hear your input on something because it got me thinking about a question. Um, I think think all of us can agree, the three of you and I can agree, that we want to ideally live in a society that um, there's no individuals or institutions coercively forcing others to do stuff. Um, So... When it comes to things like incest or um, children in the womb of women who may be doing, who may be drinking alcohol or uh, mm-hmm. smoking marijuana or, co- or doing cocaine, what, how would a free market system um, help those in- protect those individuals that are still in the womb or those individuals that, through an incestual relationship, would be born with defects or would would hurt them in the long run? Okay. Um, first off, I'd like to address uh, two two situations uh, that are currently legal: alcohol, drinking alcohol while you are pregnant, and smoking cigarettes while you are pregnant. Right? Legal. True. Legal. Okay. Uh, would you say that incidences of fetal alcohol syndrome are uh, about the same as they were twenty years ago, on the decrease or on the increase? I actually don't have enough information to answer that. So. I have a wife who's a drug treatment counselor, and I will tell you that they are on the decrease. Um, that essentially people, people are, are learning. People are learning more and more. Admittedly, there are people out there that don't give a flying flip at two rolling donuts whether or not uh, drinking or smoking is going to hurt their little baby. But I will tell you that they are a very small minority. Wouldn't you think that the the child has a, a possible case against a mother in that in that? I would think they would, but I, I'd also like to look at, think about how you feel and think about how society views a woman. I mean, with the way smoking is now, you see people who smoke because they have to stand outside next yeah. to the dumpster. And <laughs> so when you see the big belly and the lady sucking on the cigarette. Everybody's seen it. How you doing, sweetie? What do you think? <laughs> what do you think about that person? And how about ostracism? You don't think they don't know it. The, the guy who's walking around with a mullet still has heard mullet jokes. It's not getting past him. It's not like he's oblivious. That woman who's smoking cigarettes with a big pregnant belly, people are saying things to her. People who are less rude or who are more rude than you and I, perhaps we just walk by and stick our noses in the air. She's hearing it, though, from usually other women, um, because people care. 
the, the argument that I'm hearing from you, Mark, and correct me if I'm wrong, but let's say, for example, that there was only one murder a year or that the number of murders is slowly decreasing a year. Yes. So as Ian was saying, you know, what about those instances that people are murdered? You still have to pay reparations. The person who murdered has to pay reparations in some way to even though it was a minority of people, they still have to do it. Well, that's, so not, what the, that's what not the question as I understood it from you. I thought we were comparing this world with a world where people could make uh, all these decisions on their own, uh, whether or not to snort coke, which they can make that decision. They do make that decision on a regular basis when they have a baby, whether or not to do heroin. I thought we were comparing the worlds. And I think in a world where people are free, you will find that that situation handled this, itself just as well, if not better. So, so there wouldn't be any type of reparation system in place in a free market world where the individual baby that suffered from whatever defects from well, alcohol, who knows? I don't think Mark said that. I didn't hear Mark say that no, there wouldn't be that anything in place. I suggested that there might be the possibility for a child to have a case against the mother, though. I don't know how. I they think would it's going to be it. rare, though. Yeah, I think it'd be rare because first of all, who wants to go against their mother? Secondly, uh, you know, how well, would they? Prove the lady it? who's smoking when um, when she's got a pregnant belly isn't going to have money twenty years no. from now. And, and how would they prove that uh, that she did that and that their that their circumstances came from what her actions were? And also, can we then sue mothers? I think it opens up a kind of a danger. Area, can you then sue a mother for not feeding your ki- her kids enough vegetables? Oh, yeah. You didn't have enough. Yeah. You know, didn't have enough fish protein when you were, uh, you know, pregnant. And yeah. and and if I could, guys, there are two things that uh, spring to my mind. Uh, one is, uh, for example, let's say uh, the three of us and you on the phone, we look at this in a purely mathematical way, and and pretend <clears throat> that there is a. Uh, uh, you look at look at the idea that okay, there are certain things that most people generally don't think is appropriate behavior, whether it's for the raising of a child mm. or for uh, incest or any of these types of things. Now, the threshold there is is very, very, very small. You've got, you got uh, maybe 0.000% of the population doesn't like this, right? So very clearly, you don't need a law against this. You've got, you've got uh, social approbation. You've got social uh, resistance and, and moving people out. And or if you are forming private communities, you have another another sort of system that you can come up with in just a minute. I'll try to get into that. But that versus voting. Let's say you have a referendum. Well, you don't you don't need to have government law for that because it's you, you're not going to have people associating with those people. If you were to have government law, it would just reflect how everybody everybody stands in the first place. Now, there are other types of behaviors where maybe a larger percentage of the people actually don't mind it say, taking drugs or gambling or prostitution. And yet, if they are in the 49% threshold, there will be a law in a referendum, referendum world that would stop that behavior. So the, what you can see is that the, the behavior itself at a certain point, the numbers of people who, who would stand against it um, would be actually – there's there's a very large percentage of people who would not have themselves represented in, in a referendum world, right? Mm-hmm. Now, it, if you get rid of government, then those people could still have an option. They could congregate with each other, and others wouldn't have to associate with them. The 51% wouldn't have to associate with them. The 49% is a sizable enough margin that you can say, you know what? There are so many people who don't mind this. That clearly, this this is something that they would not abolish in their own system. So, Jim, what would you what would you have done in a free market? 
I don't know. That's a, that's that's a, that's why I called because I have no idea. Because for those nine months, that child cannot um, cannot take a case against that mother, or they can't actually take that case until they're old enough to be conscious of the fact that their mother hurt them in some way. So it was just, I'm just trying to protect the individual from the start. Well, let me, let me ask you a couple of questions here. Um, now, obviously there, we we will have to hold them through if you want to ask. Okay. I do want to ask uh, some questions. Do you want to, do you want to hold on? Uh, sure. All right. Hang on through the news. More in moments here at uh, 800-259-9231. Coming up the details, Mark Emery being extradited. Uh, that just happened today. Terrible news from cannabisculture.com. Hour two is on the way. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. Your thoughts are welcome on this issue of uh, irresponsible mothers. Uh, should something be done in a free market system? Certainly nothing's being done today. It's Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. We continue here in hour number two of the show. And, of course, you can bring up absolutely anything. In fact, we held over a gentleman from last hour. Jim is still with us listening in Iowa. Had a question about what would happen in a free market if or rather in the situations where uh, you have a mother who perhaps is not as responsible as uh, some people might like her to be. And it was pointed out that uh, right now this happens today, in that there are plenty of mothers out there that are not as responsible as some people might like, and they might be engaging in behaviors that other people disagree with. And uh, I think Jim is on the line still in Iowa. Are you there? Yes, I am. And so, Jim, I presume you are somebody who, who feels strongly about this. I mean, uh, that's, uh, that's why you're calling in, yes? Well, just one of those ideas um, that just comes up when naturally thinking about how a system would adjust to a free market. And I, and I want to start off by saying that you guys and I are on very similar wavelengths. So I don't want to come across like I am an individual who wants to protect everybody the way that I see. And I, I just wanted to make that clear. Oh, I'm still going to use you as a punching bag. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, I, I I understand that you know this is an important issue with, with mothers uh, you know doing crack cocaine while they're pregnant, uh, you know it gives the child a dis a disadvantage at life. But one thing that you must understand is the mother gave the child the life in the first place. So um, I guess that you know if, if if you allow a child to say have a tort against a mother who smokes or smokes crack or does something bad during pregnancy that somehow disadvantages the child. 
What about if, well, she's caring for the baby and she drops it and it hurts the child, you know, somehow uh, deforms it for life. Is that fair? I mean, it was an accident. But negligence, often people have to pay for negligence, right? Secondly, what about if um, the mother knows that she has some kind of recessive gene that can, uh, you know, cause some kind of deformity, but she goes ahead and gets pregnant anyway? Before the child even has life, it's deformed. How would, uh, you know, how would a free market system deal with these, or is that just life? Well, you know what's great about that, Mark, is the same way that your imagination and other people's imaginations can come up with these instances of really rare but very tragic situations or parental neglect that could slip through the cracks and and we know happens here and there. You know, the extreme examples that really question the free market, those very questions are being, being brought up by people so we know that people entering into free association in a free market would ask those questions and look for solutions and exactly. look for answers and probably would be more for probably be more creative than the three of us here uh, because you and know. Go ahead. Another one that I could throw in was what about parents that smoke in the household with children with young children? Is that Great what, what would the free market do with that? Well, I, I, it, it could even go farther than that though because people will claim that the um, it, the the whole secondhand smoke. Uh, testing that that whole uh that uh what was it the scientific tests that were done behind it were basically disproven but it doesn't change the fact that people believe that secondhand smoke affects them negatively so essentially if you smoke in the world i can claim that that somehow adversely affects me and now you get down into the minutia if you drive a car it affects me adversely if we have uh you know if, if you believe that uh, carbon admitted to the you're atmosphere taking it to a silly extreme but it exists i see where you're coming from i think it's kind of a silly extreme there's no reason to go there i think that uh you know what you've got today is nothing happening for the most part i mean whatever happens is happening later on after the fact um, the damage has been done, and I don't really think there's much of that that's, uh, that's, that's really happening. Maybe if you find out that a parent is being abusive to a child, you'll have the ability to separate the child from the parent somehow. Uh, and, and how that would end up working out in the free marketplace, I don't know. We can sit here and speculate. We could say that, well, you could go and, and try to rescue the child from the, the, the awful parents. And then, of course, you'd be possibly facing kidnapping charges if, say, the child did not want to be rescued uh, from, uh, from those parents. So you'd take on some pretty severe liability by engaging in a, a you know, kind of kidnapping for uh, charity purposes, basically, because that's what the government, that's what the government does, does now. And, and I right. think in all, but the these... government has no liability now. See, yeah. that would be the difference. So that's if you were exactly to, if, if you were to care so much about it, uh, Jim, that you wanted to start your own uh, child rescue service, that by by rescue I mean kidnapping a child from parents unless they wanted to give up the child. Uh, then, you know, it, once you were taken to court, inevitably as you would by those parents, you better have some real clear evidence that this was a real undesirable place for the child to live. Otherwise, it's very likely that uh, you'll be found guilty of kidnapping and then you'll owe restitution to those parents. So how would the market end up playing that out? I, I don't know. It would all depend on what people wanted, right? Yeah, Jim, you know, you asked such a great question because this is the sort of thing that I think uh, people who are really starting to investigate laissez-faire free market uh, free association groups, uh, they have to ask these questions because they will be posed to them. And Ian makes such an excellent point, and I, I would only add this. those are the, the two prongs I would approach are, uh, rather than having government, you would have voluntary institutions and a voluntary choice. And if we believe that government really does respond to and represent the uh, public uh, opinion about various types of activities, um, then – why can't we allow the people to decide for themselves? If government is merely just a reflection 
of where the people stand on various things, then you don't really need government to do this. You can have the free association. The key here is that the marketplace allows for people to have the most give and take for their desires for, say, prohibiting certain behaviors and allowing certain behaviors. And the government doesn't allow that. It's an on-off switch or it becomes so complex and Byzantine that people can't keep track and they don't have an incentive. They actually have a disincentive to keep track of it. But in a marketplace, the marketplace has every party having an incentive to keep track. The businesses that arise to watch over these things, the people who freely associate and make up their own rules about these sorts of things, and because you would be deciding a priori before the fact, you would have certain rules, and those rules would more closely correspond to what the real people involved wanted, and those who didn't want them would not be party to the agreements. They would be gone. It doesn't work that way in government. Well, hopefully more people will uh, start thinking about this, and just by talking about it, it brings awareness, and hopefully they'll start thinking of non-coercive solutions. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that call and the thoughts. It's uh, it's an interesting question. 800-259-9231. Let's continue with your phone calls and talk to Keith. I believe Keith is in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. How's it going? Keith, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, not too much. Sounds like I need to uh, work up an ugly child insurance. And uh, air pollution liability insurance. Uh, <laughs> yeah, send, me, uh, send me a check at uh, PO Box uh, 35. Excellent. What else is on your mind? I heard the, uh, I guess, an economic slur used earlier, the uh, greedy capitalist. So uh, I, I had to call in yeah. uh, to defend the only moral economic system we've come up with so far. Granted, we have voluntarism and all the other in the works. Well, I don't know that capitalism up, but... can necessarily be defined as uh, as you and as I hear you defining it, because many people will define capitalism as you know people freely exchanging in a marketplace. I would define it that way. However, a lot of people hear the term capitalism and what they imagine is whatever the hell is going on right now, and that right. you know this this the kind of corporatist thing that's going on. Yeah, mercantilism. Yes, they, this, they, the control of government by very rich people and. And corporations. Yes, if one is to define capitalism as it used to be defined, or well, actually, it's a little little complex because capitalism was really first thrown out by, out there by Karl Marx. But uh, if if the traditional definition of capitalism is one in which people, through free association, come up with their own defined property rights and the interaction of themselves through their use of their property rights, then clearly we have got to defend capitalism. Unfortunately, today, capitalism is now being being really thrown in with mercantilism and uh, the special interest getting favors from government. And there's that injection of that word government, which is always the bad actor in every situation. Any other thoughts for us? Yeah, any other thoughts? Guess not. Thanks, no, Keith. That, Appreciate that it. that pretty well covers it. All right, and, uh, There's really no defenders of capitalism in the political game, and that's why I completely walked away from it. There is no chance. Yeah, I wouldn't try to defend the term capitalism either. It's just a, it's a lost word, and people don't understand what it means, so why bother trying? Uh, let's just talk about the free marketplace where different economic uh, systems can be tried. Uh, the free market doesn't necessarily equate to capitalism. The free market can have capitalists and communists uh, coexisting, as far as I'm concerned. I don't think the communists will do very well, uh, but nonetheless, they're welcome to be communists. I wouldn't want to stop them. They, they may prefer life that way. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. And similarly, uh, if people are 
making their kids into communists and smoking around them. It's really none of my business to go back to the earlier question. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring in, or bring up rather, whatever you want. Bring into the conversation whatever you want. 800-259-9231. Again, that brought to you by SACL CAI. Tonight, it's Ian and Garth. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features like our listening options. You've got broadband versions and dial-up versions of the stream. Also, our webcam plus listen lines that allow you to listen in from any phone that can dial long distance. Go get all the details at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com as we continue with your phone calls. And we'll go to Nick in Kentucky on the amp lines. Hello, Nick. Hello. What's on your mind tonight, Nick? Hey, Mike. I'd like to uh, first start off with a, uh, I'd just like to say thank you for uh, your Liberty and Freedom Media, um, because uh, it, it kind of opens up people's eyes to to that message. And um, I, I've always had those um, principles and and uh, didn't quite know how to express them um, growing up. You know, I rebelled a lot <laughs> against mm. authority. and. Uh, but of course, everyone else told me, "Oh, you have to listen to the authorities. You know, you don't have to. You have to obey." Um, You've got a problem but, with uh, authority. Yeah, how many you times did I told that for crap? The pledge. Right, exactly. So that kind of leads me to my my story, and and the reason I say that is because I, now that I am completely principled, and uh, I mean, everyone has their things that uh, may or may not be principled, but I, I kind of. See, you're either going to be hot or cold. You're going to be one extreme or the other. And I say, hey, if you got to have freedom, you got to have freedom. You can't have, uh, well, I compromise in this area or that area. I, I think, you know what, I might not agree with it, but you have to be free. You know, it's free or not. Um, but so I, I, everything that I look at in every situation, every story, everything, every single day of my life now, I look at things completely different. And uh, I'd just like to share a quick story with you. And uh, basically it was um, back in February I just is when the news story came out. But uh, it was southern Indiana. It was close to Louisville, Kentucky. And there was a homeless shelter um, that was being auctioned by the IRS. Yay. And uh, <laughs> so, of course, that piqued my interest a, a little bit. And I looked into the story. And essentially this, uh, this lady who was um, the sole proprietor of this, of this homeless shelter um, and had been running the shelter for 20-some-odd years, uh, said that uh, you know she had come into some hard times um, back when the uh, financial, they call it a financial crisis, whatever it may be, when, when we were going through some hard times last year. Um, and basically some of the donations were, were, uh, were a little short. And, um, and so she decided, okay, I'm going to either pay the government uh, these taxes that I supposedly owe to them, or I'm going to pay my the few workers that I have and pay my bills and keep the place open for these people to have a place to lay their heads at night. And uh, 
now the IRS has decided to take over and uh, take her shelter and um, and auction it off. It's the mm. mafia, man. It's like it's like gangsterism. Right. I mean, that's, that's that's insulting the mafia. Putting people you know? out in the, in the streets as well, right? Right, and so they they supposedly say, oh, well, we're we're trying to help the community. You know, as far as government is concerned, we all know that's a lie. But you know, and in fact, and it's it's even more confusing to me because if they're going to auction it off, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen to it. But let's say some other um, entity, a church or a charity, uh, is going to come up and say. Man, look, we get a great deal. This is a foreclosure. This is an auction. We get a great deal. Let's have another uh, homeless shelter. Let's say they start something else to that effect. Well, it's almost like blood money to me because, look, mm-hmm. you know, this person decided to uh, feed and and give a place to uh, to stay for these homeless people. And well, because they decided to uh, give back to the community or, or you know help people rather than giving uh, paying a ransom to this gang. Um, they're being punished for it. Yeah, yeah, and so the other church would be taking uh, the thirty pieces of silver, so to speak. Yeah, exactly, and, it, and it's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird uh, position to be in. You know, I kind of don't know how how to feel, what I feel about it because you know I I'm trying to uh, get a house right now, and uh, some people said, oh well, why don't you look at some foreclosures? You can get some great deals. And, uh, and it just kind of makes me sick to my stomach. Well, you know? foreclosures well, are mostly people that can't pay a mortgage. It's very rarely, uh, very rare that you're getting a, a house that was tax sailed or something like that. Uh, usually, right. usually I when mean, a government yeah, takes under, a house, it tax sales it. But yeah, it's just kind of, you know, what are people's intentions when they say that? You know, they're like, yeah, I'll get a good deal. You know, well, well what is that deal coming from? You know, is it at well, the behest of someone people, else who couldn't? Pay their taxes, or you know, I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't. Or, first of all, like I say, most, most my as I understand it, most most foreclosures are because somebody couldn't uh, keep up with the terms of their mortgage, and I wouldn't consider that blood money. That's just how things, you know. That's how the cookie crumbles for some people, yeah. is they get in over their heads and they weren't able to yeah. uh, to handle the payments, and they they lose the house, and then so it has to be sold off to satisfy the bank's loan and. People get a good deal. And a tiny distinction here, you know, often people say, you know, you shouldn't profit off of the uh, ill fortune, the bad fortune of others uh, in, in, in this instance. Um, I, I, I think that, that that needs to be addressed a little bit because oftentimes all that can be done out of ill fortune is to find a way to profit off it. And if that is not the per- if he or she is not the person to profit off it, then someone else should try to profit off it. The question is whether or not you are intentionally bringing about that ill fortune of another. Right. A friend, a friend of mine uh, went out of business recently, and he has uh, you know some assets to the business. Mm-hmm. Is it a bad thing to buy those assets At from pennies him? on the dollar? At pennies on the exactly. dollar. Exactly. I mean, the, these things can't necessarily be used by everybody. They certainly can't be used by everybody, but somebody specifically specifically can use them and when it comes down to situations where uh, you know you're buying something that's very uh, specialized you'll pay a lot more for it and sell it for a lot less and this lets up lets us bring up that distinction between the government claiming that they have a right to the property of someone when those people don't pay their taxes and a private market exchange where a bank has agreed to loan out a certain amount of money and they're not getting it back and there is a certain amount of assets asset forfeiture that will occur otherwise and the bank itself owes something to other people and so if it doesn't get some sort of assets out of this it itself will be in a lot of trouble um, you know that that distinction I think that many people look at uh, forfeiture to the IRS and things like that maybe sometimes in the same way as someone losing his home to the big bank the evil exploiter of yeah the, I think people do yeah yeah and and so at that distinction obviously you know it uh, but it is worth mentioning here. Right, 
and and you know, thanks for making that clear. And, and you're right, I do agree with you. That there's a difference between, you know, uh, I guess I kind of just had my words come out wrong there, but foreclosure and, and tax sale or tax foreclosure. Um, but uh, anyway, I'd like to make one quick comment if I could By before means. I leave. Um, uh, and it's about the uh, not that you guys haven't had enough of the immigration thing, but the the I think that it's great um, the the immigration law there in Arizona. Not <laughs> let me rephrase that. I don't think it's great. What I meant to say was is I think it's great that a lot of people are using ostracism um, when it comes to this state law because um, not that it hasn't been going on already that people pro- that these police and border patrol agents uh, profile and do these kinds of things. However, uh, because it's out in the open, there's a lot of people um, who have been emailing, uh, writing in uh, their favorite tourist destinations and other places in Arizona and saying, look, we're not going to vacation there anymore and we're not going to spend our money there anymore because we don't agree with what you've done. And so I think that's a good example of the ostracism. that I have a tough time with that one because it's not like they did it. I mean, in many cases, there may be businesses being punished who they didn't advocate for this. Well, They're just there. They just right. happen you're to be exactly located right. I mean, in, a, in a political designation where the politicians did it. And I, uh, what else can you do, though? You certainly can't ostracize them. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. More coming up. You can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Features including things like our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program it is not a beauty contest it simply exists for the purpose of showing that free talk live is not just a male oriented radio show as so many talk radio shows are so it's our it's our evidence to the people in the industry to show them that hey ladies like this show too you can go to shrine.freetalklive.com if you want to see it and if you are a lady listener you can get involved all the details are there coming up the porcupine freedom festival is going to be happening uh, the 24th of and the 20th through the 27th rather of june the end of the month in june it's going to be an amazing weekend in Lancaster, New Hampshire, in the White Mountains of New Hampshire. It's absolutely beautiful, stunning location. Rogers Campground is the place. We were there last year. We've been there for a number of years uh, at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live. Gardner, will you be making it out this year to the Porcupine Fest? Excellent. So you'll, uh, you'll be able to meet all kinds of interesting folks, a lot of the activists that you hear calling this show. We talk a lot about the Free State Project, the people that have, that have moved here to New Hampshire in order to get active for liberty, the people that are coming to New Hampshire that are planning to move to New Hampshire. The, uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is a great excuse to get up here, to check out the lay of the land, and better, better than all that, to meet hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all hanging out at uh, Rogers Campground for a weekend. In fact, sometimes for the entire week beforehand. Some people get there early and just have a, just, they just have a blast. It's an absolute great time. You can go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, that's porkfest.com, to get registered. The early bird discount is on for another five days. So you've got the remainder of the week, basically, to, uh, to get on board. The 15th is the last day to get the early bird discounted uh, rates. And it's still pretty affordable, so if you procrastinate, it's not going to be the most... Ex- it's a camping weekend, right? It's not like you have to buy a hotel room uh, for the whole thing. So head on over to porkfest.com as we continue. 
uh, taking your phone calls about what you want. I think Z is with us. Z in Florida, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Z, hey. going once. Hello. Yeah. You're on oh, the yeah. air, okay. Z. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, originally, I want to talk about Frank, uh, but you guys have hit on a lot of other topics that I want to talk about also. Okay. Um, uh, the big one is uh, the word capitalism. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one there's one idea I know of that can only be adequately described as capitalism. Okay. Um, Lay it on me. You know about the land, labor, capital, trinity of economics, I guess you'd call it? Uh-huh. I don't, um, but go ahead. you got to have land, labor, okay. and stuff in order to make more stuff that you can sell. Yeah. Hmm. I, that's at least how I was taught to it in school, government school. But, they you lied know. to you. Go ahead. Well, on the internet, you don't really need land, but you need somewhere to have a server, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, well, uh, capitalism is where capital has all the bargaining power. The owners of capital have all the bargaining power, and the laborers and the people that own the land don't have the kind of bargaining power that capital has. Uh, like a, a free market isn't a, a free market is a free market in land, labor, and capital. It's like across the board. Capitalism is just capital. Yeah, that's uh, that's. I think that's sort of the direction in which Marx was trying to take it. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and clearly that's one of the reasons why uh, people like those of us here at Free Talk Live and other free market type people like Sheldon Richmond have been saying, look, you know, it's it's time to think about dropping the concept capitalism because it, yeah. it you know it, it just doesn't serve the purposes yeah it doesn't yeah there's a shirt that mark wears uh that, that has capitalism written as though it's a coca-cola logo and it's very cute yeah it's it's, um, it's, it's, a, shirt, it's a fun yeah. shirt for that reason but it's a shirt that's going to give some uh, mistaken impressions uh right off the right off the bat like the when i see thing- somebody watching it uh wearing a che shirt i think certain things you know yeah. when i when i see that you know, you know what's neat though is the fact that you're calling here now. This reminds me, we were just talking about Porkfest. These are the kinds of cool things that people can bring up because you've got a nugget of knowledge that you bring up to all the listeners out there just by calling in to Free Talk Live. And it brings in history and a concept of where do we stand as individuals battling the forces who are rhetorically trying to destroy individual sovereignty and, and ownership of our lives and our property. It's, it's just really cool. I, I appreciate you calling in like that. My pleasure. Hey, any other thoughts? Um, yeah, about the, uh, your opposition to the ahistorical crap that Frank was bringing up, um, <laughs> it's really important not to try to defend the power disparity, like, or not to accidentally defend the power disparity as if it was the cause of the improvement in conditions that happened during that time. You're talking uh, about the Industrial it, Revolution? Yes. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it could have happened with or without big capitalists making big factories. So you can have, uh, like, worker-owned cooperatives, just individuals. Uh, as, as technology grows, individuals will be able to do the same things. Um, they can pool their resources together, own the factory themselves, run it themselves, uh, democratically or whatever. Well, and, how does that work out, by the way? I mean, what, where are the really big, uh, successful cooperative companies? There aren't very many because capitalism, because capital has all the bargaining power. The owners of capital uh, can keep those kinds of companies down. They use their big size, their um, kind of agility but, but in the market. can't people come together? But, but if there's something to the idea of the, you know, this, this alternative form, and I'm not opposed to alternative forms of organization. I think that uh, the top-down structure is pretty messed up. Uh, that's why I don't really have it in my business. But, uh, but, but this kind of co-owned, democratically owned business, 
you know, you don't hear success stories. They would, you would think they could have more capital on uh, on hand because they could bring people together uh, to uh, to invest in uh, in their ideas. It's just that the you know you don't see any success stories out there. Yeah, and, and yeah. one thing I'd like to mention too uh, it, to bring you back in in just a second. I just wanted to make sure that I added one of the key things to remember is that oftentimes. Um, this criticism of capitalism as holding on to all the wealth. Um, capitalists endeavor to find new areas in which to invest. And so a large company getting big uh, because individuals in a free market, I would like to make this distinction, because individuals were attracted to them and gave them more business, allows that company to then utilize some of its cash to invest in new companies. And so, you know, this this whole concept of the trickle-down theory, in a way, although I, I don't really like that terminology, in a way, this is one essential aspect of freedom. Uh, freedom allows those who have grown because they've appealed to people in the marketplace to be able to then find something that they find appealing, and that allows new businesses to grow. It's it's quite different than the corporatism that I, uh, that I see, and I think maybe if we could draw a slight distinction between free market growth and corporatist mercantilist growth because the government hands out pa- favors and things like that, I have no problem in any way whatsoever with large companies growing ever larger – because they're gaining market share. It means but frequently freely, it means that they're using the government to crush the their competition. I'm talking about a free market. Right. And because they then have huge amounts of money that they've freely gotten from other individuals who have bought their product, they actually help hire new people, invest in new things because they are consumers also. That's very important. And they're always open to competition. So as long as they're open to competition, they're never going to try to take advantage of the consumer per se because there's always somebody else who will enter the marketplace. One of the best books I've ever read was called Antitrust and Monopoly by Dominic Armentano. And if you get a chance to check it out, Armentano stuff on antitrust and the history of antitrust is a great Riveting. primer. Riveting stuff. Well, it's, I, used to, I used to sit on the bus. I'd go back and forth to Star Trek, and I'd be on the bus, and I'd be like reading this stuff on antitrust, you know? But it was great because it really showed how this, this portrait of the robber barons and the evil companies that grow so big is really, again, ahistorical because they themselves are always trying to become more efficient because they know – Hey, if we're not serving the customer, there's a possibility somebody's going to come take our market share. Thanks, Z, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Mark, you've been out to uh, Brattleboro. Here in Keene, New Hampshire, we're just across the river uh, from Brattleboro, Vermont. And it's kind of uh, known as a, you know, Vermont in general is known as a more of a hippie state. Uh, the, oh, yeah, and Keene is the hippie of area of, of New Hampshire. Keene is the lefty uh, area of New Hampshire. Didn't they have like a worker-owned restaurant out there? Yeah, that went out of business. Did it go out of business? Because yeah, I heard somebody, rumor that Somebody basically had uh, uh, had bankrolled it for years and years, and got tired of bankrolling. So they threw it. money down a hole, is what you mean? Right. And, you know the idea the idea that a co op should work was so exciting to them that they they continued to throw money at it. Well, you know, we we I went there at eight once. Tell me about it in a moment here. We'll uh, we'll come back with that here and your calls as well. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free 
Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and our features include things like uh, listening options, trying to female listeners, the archives, and more. Uh, the, the site itself actually allows you to influence the stuff that we'll talk about on the air. You can go and create a free account and submit different show prep, uh, show prep suggestions. So whether it's a blog post that you liked or maybe a video you thought was particularly interesting or a news item, uh, you submit it to the site. The site checks to see if it's already been submitted. If so, it says, well, it's already here. You can go and vote on it here if you like it. Uh, because once you submit your article or item successfully, it then allows other listeners and other participants on the website to vote as to how they feel about it so they can vote up or vote down and then the most votes are the the items with the most votes make it to the top and front page of our website freetalklive.com if you're like me you're not so great at getting to the gym when you're supposed to get to the gym or you're not very good at dieting because you just kind of try to diet and then you end up binging and it just doesn't work but uh, i did find a product that allowed me to lose weight by just taking the product and it doesn't give me those freaked out jitters that uh, so many do it's called luma thin plus you can find it at lumathinplus.com. Um, it contains Caroluma, which is a cactus from India or something like that. But it really does work to uh, assuage your hunger. Uh, you know, and you diminish the amount that you eat without trying to diminish the amount that you eat. Lumathinplus.com. It works great for me. It'll work for you. All right. Toll free number again: eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. As we continue, Stephen, listening in Oregon, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Stephen. Stephen. Going once, Stephen going. He's gone. I should read my call screening software. Let's try Don in Pennsylvania. Don, you are on Free Talk Live. With Hi, guys. How you doing? Hey, uh, what's on your mind uh, tonight? Anyways, I hardly ever, you know, call in, but I've been listening here for the past two days about everyone going illegal immigrants and all that. My question to you is, in a sense, you're an anchor baby yourself. Your parents came mm-hmm. over here. And, or a grand, you know, somewhere down the gene pool, they came over from a boat. Yeah. There was no way to say, okay, well, you, we have to make you an American. No, you just came over, and that was it. You was American. Yeah, yep. you got it, man. Yeah, there might have been a certain amount of uh, testing or whatever that went on at Ellis Island. There was, uh, you know, that, that was used for uh, a long time, but it wasn't difficult. It was very easy. America understood. Right, but if I came in at Florida, I didn't have to go to Ellis Island. Right. If you just <laughs> came in that way, you just, if I came you in just at went Ellis to work. Island. Right, exactly. If somebody would and, hire you and you couldn't speak the language, then you just went to work doing whatever it, it, it was. And that, you didn't have any of that Ellis Island nonsense before 1875 anyway, because it was up to the states, which is you know brings me back to that Arizona thing. One of the interesting things is, you know, we brought up, we talk about, I'd like to get your thoughts on this, you know, the, the ostracism idea of People voluntarily withholding their money from Arizona businesses and so on. Because oh, yeah, they yeah, I wanted to get further them. into that, yeah. Yeah, great, awesome. Uh, because they associate them with the ruling of the Arizona government. Uh, one of the things that I find interesting is this is sort of analogous to uh, – and I, I don't want to broad brush anybody or, or, or paint anybody in a dark light, but it, it is analogous to the same process that occurs when terrorists 
attack innocent individuals who live under certain governments because they believe that those individuals supposedly live in a democracy where they can vote on their leaders. And somehow the leaders always tell us that they represent America. And so therefore, when they go and bomb wedding parties in Pakistan, uh, the Pakistanis say, well, you are responsible for your leaders. Ergo, we are going to bomb you. Yeah. Um, so in this case, you're not you don't have bombs, but you have economic. To, to some extent, the statement is true in that uh, you, they say you get the government you deserve and the American people are certainly responsible for allowing all of the tyranny that has happened to them. Uh, they could have said no. They could have refused to obey. They could have. They could have done something to stop these but people. You know, but you they, know what's interesting, Ian, on an economic, uh, from an economic point of view, the public choice theorists uh, pointed out. You know, people like James Buchanan and so on. They pointed out that it is not in the best interest, economically speaking, for individuals on a short-term basis to go and try to stop certain well, pieces true. of legislation. Right. So if you've got, no, the I, mean, I, don't, military... I don't just mean legislation. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. But just what I mean is cooperation. Like, but even that for, is not beneficial short-term. Yeah, You're right yeah. about. I don't know, though. But anyway, I just wanted to bring that up and, and, and uh, sort of open that up a little bit more to the callers. Don, so did thought. you have uh, more that you wanted to share? Well, uh, aside from us all being illegal immigrants, uh, all these wars we keep fighting, et cetera, et cetera. We have been a warring society since the beginning of time. We've always wanted to kill each other and gain power over everyone. Well, I that have will, not. That will never stop. Well, the, maybe that's true. I don't know. Sir, probably won't stop in my lifetime. I thank you for the call, Don. Uh, I am not included in that. We, I have not been a warring uh, person. And distinguish society and government. I hope we need to distinguish those things. Mm. And, and that's that's what I think. Unfortunately, they there can't is a do. government society, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, but what I mean is, society are, are those interpersonal relationships we come up with ourselves. That is society. Society is a voluntary uh, interaction exactly. between individuals. Government positions itself as though it were a voluntary institution. Institution, but right. it clearly is not. Now, now the problem is that it, when you get these politicians telling us that they represent society, whether it's thirty percent of the people, whether it's fifty-one percent of the thirty percent of people who voted mm-hmm. in any particular geographic area, um, the smaller the area, the more one tends to assume, I think, that the people there might bear a little more burden on the government that they on which they voted maybe you know and and as long as you can escape as long as you can get out your relative choices of getting out are there then someone can say well you could have left we always hear that right yeah. now in the like united states away. in the united states the the self-interest of individuals is really not great enough to overpower the self-interest of the military industrial complex when it comes to say the terrorist problem you know why would somebody go down and try to lobby against baa systems um uh, you know, coming up with you know, getting more, millions more for another rocket system that's going to kill more Afghani's when it's going to cost them so much money that to lobby. they can't take the they time can't off fight work. It. You're absolutely right. And wh- what's the economic term for that? Uh, it's, it's the uh, Public Choice School of Economics. Yeah, it's, uh, where essentially it's it's a lot easier for the bureaucrats and their buddies and the people that are influential in Washington D.C. to advocate for more government than it is for us to advocate yeah. for for lesser government through the system. And also, if you're going to do non-cooperation short term, that can be very risky as well. Long term, the benefits are incredible. Absolutely. Because if people were to not go along with these stupid government. Uh, rules when they come out with them then they would have no effect if the government said you must do x y and z and people said well we're not going to do x y or z what are you going to do about it 
well, then the government wouldn't be able to do anything because they couldn't be they couldn't possibly afford to put all of those people in prison because those are the people that they're getting to pay for their programs in the first place. And so, it, government exists how it exists and to the the extent that it ex- exists because people put up with the crap and they're not willing to take any risks. They're not willing to uh, to put anything on the line. And so, little by little by little by little, they take, they take, they take, and people give and they give and they give. And so, until we get where we are today and beyond, wherever we're going, which is a scary police state, as far as I. I'm concerned that's that's what happens and it, the only thing that's going to turn it around is a complete crash and burn of the the federal government but that's not going to turn it around in general because if if the federal government crashes and burns people will not have learned their lessons about government they'll just say well we need to start a new one we, we need to create a better constitution and a new government and uh, of course whatever that means could mean anything as far as right to health care right to this who knows what they would come up with uh, in that case. So just because the federal government crashes and burns doesn't mean that liberty is going to advance in general. It may temporarily in that the that particular criminal gang will no longer have sway, but you'll still have the state gangs. You'll have whatever comes in the, if something comes in the U.S. federal government's place, you'll have that too. So we have to disabuse people of this notion that they need some sort of monopolistic ruler to tell them how to, uh, to run their lives. They don't like it. Most people, when you talk to them, they say that they want less government, that they think the government is too big, that government was too big a long time ago. Yeah. They, they, you know, isn't it strange, though? There's some cognitive dis- that seems to occur because of this so-called representative democracy that we have, where everybody's duty in the 12 years where they're indoctrinated in the government schools is you've got to participate. You've got to vote for your leader, right? Mm-hmm. So so it's this weird recursive trick that government pulls, especially the supposed representative government, where you're supposed to vote for a person to lead you. And then after that, he's your leader. I, I just – I don't get that. I don't want a leader. How is that possible? You're voting for your leader. I don't want a leader and I don't want somebody else to tell – if I want a leader, I don't want somebody else to tell me who it's going to be. Yeah, so supposedly he answers to you and yet he's your leader. It doesn't make it, it much doesn't sense. Work. It's, they're it's, your servants, yet they're your masters. Exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. He's our leader, and yet he's a government servant. Now, I'm sorry, but those two don't coincide. They're oil and water. How, how many servants tell you what to do? Yeah, and I know it sounds harsh. I mean, it, typically, uh, what's what's great about Free Talk Live and, and 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 you guys is you always have the great market institutions and concepts that allow people to think of. Yeah, you know what? Government isn't necessary. Now we have to cram it into people's heads every once in a while and just say, look, think about these things. This doesn't make sense. All right, there's more coming up here. Hour number three, as a matter of fact, is on the way. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. Mark Emery extradited today. We'll give you the details. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. And we are kicking off the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
1-800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com where all the features are completely free. And if you enjoy the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Uh, so it's Amazon, you know, the world's largest internet retailer selling virtually everything you might be looking for. If you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com, you get the stuff you're looking for, free super saver shipping on a whole lot of their brand new items, even used items as well in dozens of categories, and you'll help Free Talk Live as well. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Everybody needs to hear about the, the ideas of liberty, even the young people, the very young people. That's why uh, Joe Specht wrote the book called An Island Called Liberty. It's a picture book for children, and it's got simple rhymes and uh, a simple story, graceful rhymes and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorite. We have it at my house and it's it's funny. Uh, Jack's been dragging it around. He wants me to read it. He wants his mom to read it. And so his mom's getting the, uh, getting getting a little dose of liberty from uh, an island called Liberty. You can buy it too at freemarketunderdog.com. An island called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. Use code FTL. Get 10% off. FreeMarketUnderdog.com. All right. We continue here. 800-259-9231 with your phone calls about anything. Gene, the Christian anarchist, is in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Gene. Well, hi. First, I think we need a definition in terms before we get started. All right. Because, of course, I believe that we always have lived in anarchy. But let's, uh, and I prefer the term anarchy, and I know you prefer the term free market. So let's just say, let's just use the term total freedom, Okay. Okay, cool. Can we, can we agree on that one? We live in a yeah. society of total freedom, or, or you know, people want to live in that society. And the question was posed earlier as to how things would be handled, like uh, the, the person, interpersonal problems uh, or violence amongst the people. And uh, uh, I think somebody brought up incest. The way, first of all, uh, living in total freedom does not solve everybody's problems. And it's wrong for people to even think that living in total freedom is going to address everybody's problems. All, all these things, all these issues will not be resolved in total freedom. The one issue that will be resolved in living under total freedom is that the gang of thugs who call themselves government will be eliminated from our lives and stop harassing us. That's the one change that you would see that improve everyone's life. Sure, I agree with you, Gene, but just to, just to recount something for our listeners who are just tuning in, we had someone call in last hour who was asking questions about, well, how would uh, irresponsible parents be handled in a free market system? I think these are still questions that deserve to be answered to some extent, or at least as best as we possibly can, because uh, people, they want to know. And I can tell you how they would be handled. They would be handled by the family members and by the people who are most close to those individuals. They would not be handled, in my opinion, by any kind of a uh, fictitious uh, arbitration group or anything like that. They're going to be handled by the people who are affected by those problems. They won't be handled by anybody else, and I think that's really the best way to handle it. Now, how each family member or group will decide to handle it is really their business because in a total freedom nobody's going to be telling that family group or that uh, uh, or that uh, group of people how to handle that situation because that authority would not exist or that fake authority that false authority wouldn't even be uh, thought of so each there wouldn't be a six uh, a 
definite answer that you could give to such a question other than... No, there's never a definite answer, but there are always things that you can talk about as far as ideas are concerned. I mean, in order for something to become a reality, it's likely they have to be thought about and spoken about first um, before somebody will, will move ahead with them. And I'm not saying our ideas are the best. I'm the first person to say, hey, I'm just a talk, just a talk show host. What the hell do I know about roads and healthcare and you know whatever? Uh, but I, I think that uh, there, there's still value in, in talking about potential uh, possibilities for what could happen. Well, and that's true. And, and the potential, uh, the, the way those problems would be resolved would be, again, within the family or the group that, uh, that's being affected. And um, the bigger issues like uh, roads and things like that, they would be just private, uh, privately handled. Each person would uh, gain their own wealth to whatever extent that they have. And if they decide to buy some property and build a road or a section of a road, you know, because... You know, a ten thousand mile row of ten thousand miles of road are not likely to be owned by the same person. Each person might own a mile, two miles, three miles, and uh, then they would agree with their neighbor uh, owner, whoever owns the next mile, as to how they're going to handle traffic and flow and things like that. Yeah, well, there so, you are. You're you know speculating again about how things might be run. I mean, it could be uh, could be that uh, some big company just owns an entire road. I mean, there there couldn't that certainly would be a possibility as well. I think anything's possible in the absence of some big of, individual, not some big company, but it would be some whatever. big individual. Uh, because uh, an individual calling exist. themselves a company, it's very unlikely people are going to do business under their real names uh, entirely. It's just not as it's not as uh, you know marketing uh, friendly to call your shoe company Hong Kwao Shoes as opposed to Nike. That's all. Well, I mean, uh, most of the big co- companies that exist now are generally named after people, but uh, so the only difference would be uh, instead of the protection of a corporation. Or the false, the fake protection provided by the fake government, you would instead have a individual that you could actually go to and say, "You caused this problem, or you did that, or you know." It wouldn't be a uh, a chairman of the board who's hiding behind uh, uh, some corporate fiction. It would sure, but you could still call your person. business. I, well, I understand what you're saying that businesses absent the government's uh, monopoly protection called corporations, this legal file folder, this fiction, this legal concept that essentially insulates them from liability, uh, you would have business owners that would be liable and personally re- be responsible for the actions of, uh, of their company, and that's okay. They'd still be able to call it whatever they wanted, though. Thanks for the call, Gene. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves here as we continue taking your calls about absolutely anything uh we go to prince calling from minnesota prince you're on free talk live yeah is, is there a guy named mark there oh god yes there is yes uh, i got a phone call monday saying that he was doing my song <laughs> uh, at, at some bar and I, i'm gonna let you know i, I don't appreciate that there's only one prince baby that's me so <laughs> And, you know, the, the karaoke uh, company, they, they pay their ASCAP BMI fee, and uh, yeah, yeah, I covered uh, Purple Rain. Hey, that, that, that doesn't cover live performances, though, baby. That, that, there can only be one. That, that, that's me. You can't, How do you know, Mark? How do you know they were paying the, the fee? I'm only assuming. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to let y'all know. And uh, I also want to ask, because I was, I was listening to the show on Friday, and, and they were talking about a race war coming down, baby. And um, I, I'm half black and I'm half white. What side do I fight for? Because... Uh, 
I, I want to punch myself in the face. You know? <laughs> Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. At 800, which side would punch which side? Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Yeah. Oh, CAI toll-free line. He's referring to a call on Saturday night. A lot night. of people believe that there's going to be some kind of race war oh. come down, and I just, I just don't see it. Well, I can tell you, Mark, that uh, we did have a radio station email us on Saturday night during the show, which, of course, as we mentioned earlier, blew up into Immigration Talk Live after an hour and ten minutes. Somebody <laughs> called in about immigration, and then it just didn't stop from there. And it had, it's been a, co- a very heated topic of conversation on the last several Saturday shows. People keep calling in about it. And we're not going to change our viewpoint. I mean, we, we believe in freedom when it comes to uh, the ability to travel. And, and, of course, we also believe in private property. So if you want to own a road, then you can decide who comes and goes on it. But if I want people to come here from another plot of land halfway across the world and, and work for me, I should be able to have them do that. If, if I have a place for them to stay and a place for them to work, shouldn't be anybody's business. But uh, so we, we take our, our position about freedom and our anti-welfare and our anti-state position, and our, our, our pro-freedom position as far as um, immigration is concerned. And one station emailed to say, our listeners don't like this. One of our advertisers pulled their sponsorship, so we're gonna have to, we're probably gonna take you off the air. And okay, you know, sorry. Yeah, what I can can't we, imagine. What can we do? I can't imagine a talk radio uh, advertiser saying they can't handle controversy. We can come back okay. with more here in a moment. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is coming this July for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free 1-800-259-9231. the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features, and they are free. So enjoy those on us, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just go click and download. They're yours right there on the front page of the website. In fact, if you go into the podcast, you can go all the way back the beginning of 2009 for free at freetalklive.com. Every contest involves rules, and every winner knows the rules and how to use them to their advantage. Jurisdictionary.com explains how to use the rules of the American legal system. Actually, it works for Canadian, uh, Australian, Indian, any of them that are based on the uh, the English common law uh, court system. Jurisdictionary.com offers you a, um, a course created by a, a, doctor, a doctorate of jurisprudence, a lawyer, who wants to protect you from members of his profession. After you take their five-hour video seminar and a couple of uh, 2.5-hour audio classrooms, you'll, uh, you'll understand the system. You'll be able to they, – they, they, they assure us that an, the average eighth grader can grasp it all in 24 hours. It's Jurisdictionary.com. It's a great course. I've been taking it, and when you buy it, uh, for all those that have, and it's been it's been great a great advertiser for us. For all of you that have, use a little pull down there and uh, mention Free Talk Live. It uh, helps with them with their marketing. 
jurisdictionary.com. All right, 800-259-9231 as we continue with your phone calls about what you want. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, though, that one of our stations, uh, one of our newer stations decided they were going to pull us off the air. Uh, they, they were th- threatening to pull us off the air because... Their, one of their advertisers decided to walk away due to the content of this program, and now I get an, uh, I got an email saying that apparently they're going to just go off the air entirely because I guess they were having trouble selling ads uh, in general. But nonetheless, I uh, just want to make it clear that Free Talk Live is not going to change its position on freedom because somebody out there doesn't get it. Uh, this is a controversial show, and stations that take this program should know that pretty clearly in advance. It's not hard to figure it out uh, when you listen uh, to this program. So I'm sorry that they lost the advertiser, but it's I don't feel responsible for it. You know? Well, no. I, I think um, it, it's hard for me to imagine that an advertiser, that particular station, was taking us uh, live on Saturdays and then running us in the way overnights from like 3 to 5 a.m. Yeah. And I, d- I doubt the advertiser even knew we were on the weekdays at 3 to 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. But if an advertiser drops a station as an ad venue because of a show that they have on from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. on a Saturday night, it seems to me that's an excuse, not a reason. Uh, I see what you're saying. You're saying they were going to drop anyway, and they just used us as a convenient excuse. Right. Like they may have made a list of reasons, and the one thing that they could uh, that the station felt they could do something about was this particular show. But to be fair, Mark, some companies don't want to place their ads on controversial shows. There Indeed. are major companies out there that say no rush, no this. But that's no that. not, they consider that stuff controversial. That's I not free talk live. I mean, if it's a right. talk station, then they've got controversial uh, subjects. I mean, you can't that's do true. you can't do a, a technology show without uh, offending you know, Apple. Pissing off the Apple people or the Linux people or whatever. Everything's got controversy. It just so happens that government touches everything in everyone's life. Right. So it's controversial about pretty much everything. You know, it it is kind of... Uh, almost enervating or, or maybe energizing to think that, uh, you know, we get to talk about things that uh, really get people fired up so much and we look so radical. And at the same time, it's kind of disappointing to think that talking about leaving your neighbor alone is so controversial. You know, what? The, you you mean you don't you don't want to push people around? Uh, for example, you see the coexist bumper sticker on the same car that has the Obama 08. Yeah, it's a very confused. Sticker. Yeah, I mean, clear, clear confusion. You either want people to get along, or you want government. You can't have uh, you can't have them both because the government, by default, means that uh, people aren't getting along because they're threatening people, they're forcing people. We got to go to the phone calls to the fun. Let's talk to Jack, listening to WVTS in Charleston, West Virginia. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, how's it going? What's on your mind, Jack? Uh, man, I I just got back from a hunting trip with one of my good friends. Yeah, did you get anything? Oh man, I got the the biggest buck man you've never seen, man. I've been I've been hunting for years, and this was the biggest buck I ever had, man, in my life. Where like, is I it was, hunting I season could... on May the tenth? Huh? Where is it hunting season on May the tenth? Oh man, we just go in my friend's backyard, man. We don't worry about that, man. Gotcha. That's the way you should do it, as far as I'm concerned. The hell with asking oh, yeah. permission. It, well, there's... It, ain't, it ain't even a problem, man. He's got so much land back there, man. It, it don't matter. So did, were you calling to tell us that you bagged a big buck, or did you have something more? And by the way, you should turn your radio down in the no, background. No, 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 man. That, that definitely wasn't what I was calling. All right. We, we stopped at a gas station, right? Okay. And we were there was a TV in there. I was watching it because I was buying the lottery ticket, stopping in. Mm-hmm. And there was a black 
man on the TV that said he was the president of the United States. How long were you in the woods again? <laughs> How long were you out in your friend's backyard again? Oh, man, just for a week, man. And I came back. We got a black president, and I went nuts, man. I couldn't well, believe it. Why would you I go to, you, jumped out of my boots. Why so would you, you were really excited and happy. That's great, dude. Well, I mean, somewhat excited, but somewhat, I don't know, just confused. Why are you confused? I don't, I don't get it. Because, I mean, all the other presidents were white, right? Is as that, far as I well, know. I don't know. We don't know what the percentages are. In fact, Barack Obama, as I understand it, is a uh, half uh, I mean, half and half. He's I mean, a, a mulatto. He, he was talking about change and shit. Oh, we've got to let you go. Oh, Thanks for the call. I can't have that. It just See seemed later. like such a real call. It's such a shame. Yeah, I don't think he was real. Too bad. Golly. It was a good try. It was a good try at a crank. He was. He tried to do a character, and uh, he was in character the whole time. But, you can't His use, the use the S-bomb. Yeah, yeah you can't yeah. use the S-bomb. We're going to let you go. All right, 800-259-9231. So, uh, so yeah, so if if a station wants to drop Free Talk Live because uh, we talk about immigration, you know, honestly, I'm surprised this hasn't happened until now. Really, I'm surprised this is the first time we've had a station come to us and say, we've lost an advertiser because of your show. I, re- I really am surprised about that. Mm. Yeah, it's never that's happened true. in the uh, the history of Free Talk Live. There that's, was That's not true. It there was, was a long time ago. Right, there was a long time ago, but, but likely it was the show that, in fact, followed us that was the real problem, What happened not was, our show. a long time ago, we used to have food when we were a local show. We used to have local restaurants come in and bring us food. And we got uh, some some wings from a wings place down in Sarasota, Florida, and we were, it was good, man. We had the wings coming in every week; all was well. We used to and love free food when we, some, we did local. <laughs> some busy bodies went to the wing place and complained to them about them being on our show, and they used that as their excuse to stop giving us uh, free wings. I mean, we weren't getting money from them; we were just getting, just getting free wings, wings and, and uh, you know plugging them on the air a bunch. You know, really talking about their business, and so that—that that was the first time we ever encountered this. And it's just like, what are you going to do? I mean, I'm not going to—I'm not going to uh, change my viewpoint because of the views of some uh, close-minded advertisers. I out remember there. Uh, when I was doing my show in Concord, uh, I had uh, one of John McCain's guys call me, and I know you guys have experienced this, but just to give people a little picture into what happens sometimes when. You get the political season going. He call, he says, "Hey, how'd you like to get one of McCain's guys on, like uh, Governor So and So?" Like, uh, well, you know, yeah. And then we could work towards getting McCain on, but you know, uh, could you have you... to get our our uh, front runners in first. Yeah, and he's like, "Could you go easy on my guy? You're you, you're so hard on these guys." And I was like, "Oh, so I could go easy on your acolyte, so I can get John McCain on? What am I going to so do?" So you can to my then listeners? fillet him on the air as Ridiculous. well. There's more coming up here. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This 
This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Gard. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Join Gardner on his website, libertyconspiracy.com. In fact, you'll be seeing a guard popping up on our website very soon. Maybe not your visage. I'm not sure how it will go. Uh, but you've, you're gonna, can we put it out there now, guard? Can we can we throw it out to your to your listeners? Anything your you fans? want to discuss, my friends? Let's let's throw it out. Um, it has been gen- generously donated by someone. I don't think we can say who, but someone has generously donated a top banner spot for the Liberty Conspiracy on the Free Talk Live website. There'll be a link right there. And, Guard, if you're anything like me, you aren't very graphically talented. We can talk into a microphone, but doing graphic work on the computer, for me, not my forte. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can throw something together, but I'm not very good at it. That's, yeah. So, someone's buying, basically, an advertisement for you on our website for libertyconspiracy.com. So, you need an advertisement. You need a uh, 125 by 100 that's, those are the specifications for the ads on the Free Talk Live website. So yeah. maybe if one of your fans uh, at libertyconspiracy.com can email that to you. What's the Liberty Conspiracy email address, by the way? Uh, it's uh, libertyconspiracy at yahoo.com. At yahoo.com. Okay. So and some I, some graphics, some great graphics have been made by Lori of Armor for Activists. Oh, cool. And yeah, she's so, very good. Yeah. So uh, she, I'm not sure uh, we're going to talk to Lori and see what she's, but 125 by 100 banner. Uh, yeah, you guys, that'd be great. Um, you know, so the sooner they get them to you, the sooner we can put it up on I'd love it. It'd be awesome, yeah. The Thanks. Yeah, so, and go over to LibertyConspiracy.com and get more of Gardner Goldsmith. He's got his own podcast, The Liberty Conspiracy. Uh, there's also forums there now, as well, yeah, as I understand yeah. it. Uh, and you can help him out financially. What's the uh, the financial program? It's just a donate thing. you got three, five, or seven, just uh, similar to what you guys have. Or, of course, you can just put in a one-time donation. Mm-hmm. Uh, did an interview recently with a, a guy I know over in the U.K. and a woman up in Canada listened to it. She sent over 10 bucks just because of That's that. That's great. I'm just totally awesome. So. Uh, head over there. It adds and, up. It makes a difference. It does. It really makes makes a lot of, a lot of difference. So please go and get more guard at libertyconspiracy.com as we go to your phone calls. Carl is in Montreal. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Carl. Carl in Montreal. Going once. Carl in Montreal. Going twice. 1-800-259-9231. Let's try instead. Dave. No, he's gone. Let's try Joe in New York. Joe, you are on Free Talk Live. And Joe going once. Joe Good going, evening. Hello, Joe. You're on the air. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I wanted to just pick up on a little bit of the conversation, a uh, little back and forth historically with uh, between Gardner and the fe- other fellow from New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I think it was Ian who said that uh, 1870, I believe, to 1880 was... Uh, 1890. Uh, or 1890. Yeah, people, people's... Uh, Standard of living doubled and so forth. I guess my comment is this: is uh, with respect to going back historically uh, and talking about capitalism uh, versus free enterprise. The, I, I believe the, uh, I'm an engineer, so uh, you can you can poke holes by history, but I believe uh, the capitalism, uh, you know, which is gathering up of large amounts of money to uh, collectively produce a lot was done uh with the permission of the sovereign in fact it was uh the canals were built because the people who robbed others through uh, war slavery plunder 
were able to gather enough gold uh, to get some other people to, say, start digging canals with more slaves and uh, so forth. And I, I certainly don't doubt that 1870 to 1890 uh, period you, ta- you talked about. But I, I, guess, uh, I guess my criticism, historical criticism, is that uh, it's not so simple to say that the uh, uh, laissez-faire uh, uh, was, was the basis for the for, uh, formation of uh, the great uh, technological world we live in. In fact, I'll, I would also say it might be responsible for free enterprise, you know, what little bit of that is left. And uh, so that, that's the historical point I want to make. I see. So, um, so just to sort of make this more distinct in my eyes, what you're saying is the, the great achievements that we're attributing to uh, greater freedom during the time period and, and the growth of businesses and things like that, uh, you're saying that there might have been more of a mercantilist uh, influence there or the, the governments themselves, since they were all pretty much under the rule of some sort of sovereign, uh, were much more involved than we would give credit and we, we need to acknowledge that this was done within that sphere? Yeah, and I, yeah, I'm not putting a value judgment on that per se. I guess, what I, I guess uh, philosophically, okay, uh, you know, when you argue, um, you know, you know I, it, it's difficult for me to put a label on it, arguing uh, your point of view for more freedom from a historical basis, it, it, uh, I guess I would suggest that uh, uh, one or two uh, legs of the stool fall out because before, uh, you know, when there was truly anarchy, it was just might makes right and, you know, rape and pillage and uh, city-states and fortunes. Well, we, we still have anarchy today. It still might makes right. There's a group of gang members calling themselves the government that are wielding uh, coercive force over peaceful people. Well, I would say that we have chaos today. Chaos. Thank you for chaos. that. Well, well I, I, I guess I would suggest that um, I, I don't disagree with you, um, you know, uh, that we, we have something other than what, what you guys are advocating, no doubt. But I think what we have is, you know, the, we have a crony capitalism. Mm. Where where you have uh, you know where we have uh, you know the military industrial complex the energy industrial complex the education industrial complex the transportation industrial complex I'd say you're right okay. about that right yeah yeah and we so, weren't intending to argue liberty from a standpoint of, of of history I wasn't trying to do that I agree it isn't the strongest foundation because people always say well what about blah, 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 blah. And the, the, the Eskimos blah, 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 you know and they'll throw something out at you that you're not ready for this this curveball from left field oh no the Zulu nation did such and such and this occurred you can never win the history argument because nobody can know all the history um, you know you, you get into some argue with some guy like David Friedman and you're just sitting there with your mouth hanging slack-jawed, and you, you can't argue it that way because you're talking about situations that have so many other variables in them that it's a failure. You, you can, however, show some incidences of history to bolster your, your argument. I would say that I can't really talk about how would freedom work in Israel. I can't talk about how freedom would work in pre-industrial America. I can't talk about those things other than looking at you know whatever history is available. I can't really speak to those. I can speak to how it would work today. 
And, and oh, sorry, I would just add this uh, real quick. We know that axiomatic, it is axiomatic that the division of labor was an organic outgrowth of human existence, and it helped people maximize their time or improve the time that they could devote to what they did best. And interaction uh, through the division of labor helped markets arise. Uh, the facilitation of greater division of labor and greater market interaction did come about during the Industrial Revolution, and the very growth of greater interaction, uh, whether or not a uh, portion of this uh, was uh, perhaps artificially inseminated, perhaps you might say, by government or not, either way, we know that the lessons of history show that the greater the division of labor is, is possible, the more people can maximize their time, the better off they become. I, I, I certainly wouldn't dis, uh, disagree with that. Uh, I, I guess I, I don't disagree with that. But uh, really, if, if you've got another minute, I really— uh, We don't. <laughs> you've got about 20 seconds. Okay. Uh, really, my, uh, uh, I guess I'll pick it up another time. But my point, uh, point is I know a couple weeks ago, Ian, uh, I, I listened, and somebody brought up the idea of, uh, well, what would, how would you provide water? Okay? And then this evening— a social problem was brought up, and, and um, that was glossed over. And, Wait, and what I really was glossed over? Smoking what was glossed, glossed over was a concrete solution to the social problem of incest and whatever the We child. didn't even get into the issue of incest. I'm I thank sorry. you for the call tonight. You're welcome to call back tomorrow about it. We never even got into that. Uh, so most of the issues that have been brought up, we've delved into it deeply tonight. So if you feel that hasn't happened, then call tomorrow, and we'll talk to you again. You can call one time per night. We're coming up. See you tomorrow. Or not tomorrow, but in a moment. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Maybe enough time for your call. 800-259-9231. Phone lines are pretty loaded up here, though. It is Ian in the studio tonight. And Guard. And Mark Gardner Goldsmith joining us from libertyconspiracy.com. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. A lot of the features are free. In fact, the entire website is free. There's some perks you get, like over and above, if you become a Free Talk Live amplifier, and you can learn more about the AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com. That's AMP standing for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in 3 bucks a month to the show with any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options. We take that in, reinvest it into this program, getting on more radio stations around the country, 77 stations now. And, uh, and more coming. So you can uh, help us out with that. You can help us get the show on more stations. Help us reach out to uh, those, those folks and, and, and essentially reach new ears because getting on new radio stations is one of the best ways for new people to come across the Liberty message. Because if you're looking on the Internet for our show, you're looking for our show. You, you can't find us unless you're looking for Liberty shows on the Internet typically. There is the chance that you could do a Google search and, you know, come across us for talk radio just in general. But most people on the Internet are seeking our sort of content, whereas the radio listener is just bouncing around the band and then they all of a sudden encounter this program. And then they hear the message of freedom, maybe for the first time. Or 
maybe they've always believed in freedom, but they didn't think anybody else did. That's also a possibility as well. So it uh, makes a difference. Your three bucks a month, you get perks. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board. Chris is in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live on the AMP line. So, Chris, you're actually uh, benefiting from the AMP program and some of the perks. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, hi, Ian. Um, I just wanted to comment real briefly about something that I heard uh, Stefan Moen you say in one of his podcasts a few months ago, and I think it applies to the situation that the last caller mentioned where he was saying that you basically glossed over some of the answers as far as um, how would you solve this problem. And what Stefan said, and I think really rang a bell with me, so I wanted to repeat it. Um, he said often, if you're pushing this voluntarist or this free market uh, mindset with somebody that's a statist or a central planner, the first question out of their mouth will be, well, okay, how would you solve this problem or how would you central plan around this problem? And when they ask you, how would you take care of this, what they're in fact saying is, you're the central planner, how would you solve this problem? But that basically undercuts the whole premise of what you're saying. You know, mm-hmm. if you give up that ground, you're basically falling into the trap of becoming a statist almost, or at yeah, least a central I, planner. I, absolutely, and that's why I generally make the point that, look, we don't know what's going to happen. We can't predict what the marketplace is going to demand and how the uh, the market actors are going to respond. But we can speculate, and I don't think that hurts. I don't think it hurts to speculate. I think it's – uh, The other thing he said along these lines – and I, I thought it was pretty apropos. Was um, he said, you know, we all need to eat. He says, but you know, I don't sit up at night worrying about, oh my God, how are the apples going to get to the supermarket? <laughs> who's going to bring the uh, who's going to bring the food to the? Uh, uh, the uh, Grand Union or the HEB in the case of Texas. Well, I'd like to speak to that because for the longest time on this this show, I took a a stance that roads simply couldn't be built without eminent domain. Um, and I think that you know probably there's many people listening right now that believe that roads can't can't be built without the government being able to steal property from people in order to build roads. But then um, a sponsor of the show, uh, Jason Osborne, who's uh, you know sponsor of, uh, of the show Sickle CAI, oh. he um. He talked to me about the idea of auction theory, at least that's what he called it, and basically the idea of how it could be done through auctioning and, and allowing people to, uh, you know, to, to take offers on, uh, you know, bids as contingent on other bids closing on other pieces of property. Makes perfectly good sense. It's done in real estate all the time, and there's no reason why it wouldn't work. Suddenly, poof, Imminent domain's gone in my mind. So I think you have to speculate on these things for people to, because otherwise it's easily dismissed. Well, well, that, that will work. By the same token, you can be backed into a logical conundrum. Sure, and you have to answer the first, you know, the way Ian said the first time. Look, I can't say how the market is going to respond in this particular right. area, and you can try to to go it from Here the moral some standpoint. Ideas. But Here are some it ideas. is also immoral to create a system where everything's going to collapse. And if people believe that your system is untenable, then you have an immoral system, even though the morality of it says that you wouldn't force anybody to, uh, to do something. So I think you have to speculate. Evidence of collapse all around us right now. <laughs> so. uh, you know, uh, people, people like their uh, their their current state of collapse over 
you know, something like uh, and, they'll, they'll look at some place like Afghanistan, which is actually a better uh, example of of, uh, you know, government intrusion. Um, and but, you know, whatever, Somalia, these places, they'll say those are anarchy. We don't want anarchy. Thanks very much. Hey, thanks for the thoughts tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, let's continue and talk to Jericho listening to WSVG in Mount Jackson, Virginia. Jericho, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, what's on All your right. mind tonight? Oh, love the Megadeth as usual. Oh, <laughs> hey, uh, I had a point I wanted to make, but I was listening to one of your other caller, callers, and it kind of led on, added on to the comment I was going to make. Right. You basically made a comment along the lines of how oppressive the government is, all our rights, and everything else. And, man, that's all based on money. I mean, it is just so, they have us controlled financially, we can, we can never break away from them. And basically, my original comment was going to be, it's just how the government has to dip their hand into everything. The guy who mentioned hunting and, you know, mm-hmm. on his own land, you said he should be, you think he should be able to do whatever he wants. It's oh, like, yeah. darn right, he should be able to. Well, and you're I absolutely mean, right. Anytime I, there's money changing hands or anytime somebody's having fun, the government wants to get a cut. Oh, exactly. And see, I'm part Cherokee Indian. I mean, you want to get into ancestry. My, my people mm-hmm. were here thousands of years before the white man came. Yeah. Right. And now in... 2010 America. Here I wanted to take my kids fishing last weekend. I had to pay $18 for a hunting for a fishing license. It's crazy. Which isn't the end of the world, but I mean this this is mine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and it's everything you do. I mean, most locations I know are the same, but where I live in my town and my county, you want to put a little shed in your backyard, got to pay them 50 bucks. I mean, Jeez. it's just a whole thing. It never ends. It never, never ends. ends. And Mark, didn't it you ask the question ends. on the on the air recently, like to ask a government person, well, when will it be enough? Wasn't that your question? Well, yeah. When, um, uh, to, to I don't ask a statist. That, but that brings to mind President Obama saying the other day, at some point you've made enough money. Okay, what dollar amount is that, sir? <laughs> Who decides I mean, for you? It, it, what's that? Who decides for you? Exactly. Who decides what is enough and who decides how much money you can take from us? Right. And I mean, yeah. And when is Barack Obama money. or George Bush or whoever's in charge of their government going to say, all right, we've had it. We're done. We're, we're done taking money from you. We're not going to expand government any no, anymore. It'll never stop until people It'll are ready stop. to say no. And I thank you, Jericho. We're short on time. I appreciate your call tonight. I want to tell you briefly about another great podcast. It's the School Sucks podcast, and it's all about the end of government-controlled education. You can visit their new website at schoolsucksproject.com to make a profile, join the forums, and help their ideas spread. They're talking about how it, the government school system turns curious and creative individuals into a uh, you know, meaningless part of large and uniform group of dependent followers who are constantly being watched, managed, and told what to do. And it's all called citizenship. Uh, you can get more information and listen at schoolsucksproject.com. That's schoolsucksproject.com. As we continue here, Tommy is in Scotland. Tommy, you're on Free Talk Live. Tommy? Oh, you may take our lives, but you'll never take our free talk lives. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your mind tonight? How you doing, lad? How you doing? We're good. We're short on time, Tommy. I'm sorry to keep you short here, but you're going to have to do that. Yes, all the negativity, right? Listen, we are the people. We may be the last people to have lived on this planet, but we are not going to go down without a fight. You're good people. I listen to you a lot. There's a lot of good people out there. Increase the peace, fight the power. There's an Irish saying, they say, Chucky Allah, Chucky Allah. It means our day will come. Our day will come. The peaceful, loving people, Jewish, Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, all the, no religion, all those people, we are the majority. The people who are dominating and ruling the world for the worse, 
of yeah. illegal I love it Tommy I, I love it I agree okay, with you but that day won't come until people are ready to seize it thank you for the call I appreciate hearing from you tonight you have to be willing to say no to this government otherwise it's never going to end by the way cannabisculture.com reporting and uh, you know we don't have much time to tell you about it the extradition order to send marijuana activists one of the most wanted men uh, by the US federal government to the United States for an expected 5 year prison term for selling seeds over the internet has been signed by the Canadian Minister of Justice uh, apparently, Mark turned himself in this morning. The Prince of Pot will be handed over to the United States for selling marijuana seeds. And apparently, Jody said this to the press, I am absolutely devastated that this conservative government has opted to send my husband, a Canadian citizen, to the United States for a crime that amounts to a $200 fine in Canada. This case is about silencing my husband for his marijuana activism. This conservative government has declared a culture war in Canada, and my husband is its latest victim. Mark spoke to reporters outside the downtown uh, law courts before turning himself in and said orders to extradite him would be the equivalent of outsourcing our justice system. He said he hopes some good comes from his imprisonment, uh, leaving by saying, if he sends me away, it will anger millions of Americans and millions of Canadians. I need them to be angry, otherwise we won't get any change on this drug war. More information and how you can help is at CannabisCulture.com. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at FreeTalkLive.com. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. All right. It's another edition of the Edgington Post. And this is... Mark Edgington with you, and today I have uh, Ted Anderson. Ted, you run uh, Genesis Communications Network and also Midas Resources. That's right, I do, yeah. And, um, you know, Genesis uh, Communications Network uh, syndicates Free Talk Live, also the Alex Jones Show, and several other very freedom-oriented shows. Yes, we do. We <clears throat> we we focus a lot on freedom and liberty and... and uh, Getting government off our back, I guess. And Midas Resources pays the bills. Midas Resources does cover an awful lot of the expenses that it takes to run the network. We have a lot of other great sponsors, but yeah, Midas Resources certainly is a, a big part of it, that's for sure. I just want people to understand you know, what part of it um, that Midas Resources plays, because... Although um, you know, Midas Resources offers through Free Talk Live some really great rates on, and gold and silver... Um, you know, there there probably are if you if you fish around on the internet, you can probably find somebody who will sell you some uh, gold or silver at a lower rate. And you know, I have no problem with people buying it if they can find it at a better rate. However, what they do need to understand is when they do buy it uh, through us, that they're, it's going to support uh, you know people that that believe in liberty and and are are working at it every day. Well, it certainly has been our focus, and if it wasn't for Midas Resources, Genesis wouldn't exist, and we wouldn't have been had a chance to develop to where we are right now. Um, Midas House is the uh, business that Genesis is located in and allows it to work without having to pay long-distance charges for their phones, um, the board ops and everybody. I mean, there's an awful lot that goes into producing the programming behind the scenes. I know that for people that are listening to the show, you know, you think you can click on a on an icon on your computer and listen or tune it in on the radio station, but certainly uh, there's a lot more to it than that. There's uh, at least a team here in the production staff studio of about uh, 10 people, and then, uh, you know, the sales and the affiliate relations, just the whole thing mixed together. It, it, it takes money, and 
And uh, and so yeah, it, there are some places out there that that every now and then you'll find it where somebody can offer something for less. Uh, mostly because of the fact that they, they they just don't support anything other than themselves. You know, there's no focus on freedom. There's no focus on liberty. And uh, <clears throat> you know, for us, we we just need to make sure that we that that we're there, able to support it, and we'll keep our prices low. Yeah, I, you know, I haven't found any of the the big guys, the ones that are easy to find. You know, the Swiss Americas. I know you. I, I know you don't like it. Uh, you know, you you don't want me to just call out your competition and and say terrible right, things yeah. about them. But uh, you know, the the big guys out there, they um, I have never found any of them that have lower rates because they do. The, you know, their their salespeople are, are vicious dogs. They get they they get these uh, big commissions and and that's the you know that's the way they operate and that's fine. Uh, but I I don't think you can find too many of them that are offering anything but a loss leader that would be lower rate. No, that's right, and. Uh and so, yeah, minus resources does does you know to focus on it. We do to keep our uh, our costs low, and uh, and we pass the savings on to our customers. And a lot of the time, we're able to buy an inventory of items before uh, the price goes up. I mean, it's been real easy to do here with this gold running like it has been. Yeah. Uh, to try to just buy things when the market dips, and then you pretty much are you know it's it's almost guaranteed that you're going to see the price rise. I mean, I shouldn't say that, but uh, for about the past 10 years, no matter what you bought in gold, it would go up in price within a matter of a few weeks. Yeah. And uh, and so, the you know, being in the business for 30 years, I get an idea uh, when the price is dipping. Usually you can tell that when people are stepping away from the marketplace and becoming less interested, and you have seen a little bit of the dip on gold, that's the time to step in and buy. And that's usually when I do. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, something happens like we had last week where the Market takes a thousand point uh, drop. Yeah. Greece is you in know in a meltdown. That's what I just change. That's what I wanted to talk about. Is I hear that uh, Greece is getting bailed out, but I haven't been able to. I haven't dug really deep into it, Ted. But I haven't been able to find out who is it that's bailing them out. Is it the IMF? If it's the IMF, then the IMF and um, is, is essentially just the uh, the opposite side of the coin from the Federal Reserve because the IMF uses dollars as the uh, world reserve currency and the federal reserve prints the dollars so uh you know that essentially means the federal reserve is bailing out greece which means that more dollars will be printed which means that your dollars will be worth less and i don't know you know i don't know specifically what's going to happen but it seems to me that this is a an indication that uh that <laughs> that it, it's a good time to buy gold yeah i i i most certainly think it is um you know, you take a look at the trouble that's going on in the United States, and then you add on what's going on in Europe, and to watch last week, the f- the first day when Greece was having their trouble, uh, there was a lot of money that went into gold. Gold went up over $1,200 an ounce, but the U.S. dollar was rising at the same time, which would indicate that there were a lot of foreigners that were looking to U.S. Treasury uh, bills to to uh, park their money, T-bills. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day, the T-bills dropped. Uh, the the dollar fell. U.S. gold or the gold price even went further, which which means that the world is looking at gold as a as a way to store their value or store their wealth. It's really going back to gold being money, and you know. As as um, people are looking out uh, at at gold and silver as uh, as you know 
money, real money, as uh, as countries are looking at it. When the big boys start looking at putting their money into these uh, in, into gold and silver, then some of the scams are going to get shaken out. And one of the one of the scams that's happening right now is the uh, the the Chase um, J P Morgan Chase situation, where the apparently you know they've been trading just pieces of paper saying that they you know they've got silver and gold backing them, but they don't. So uh, what's going on there? Well, you know, it, it it does happen like that. I mean, of course, those places will trade in derivatives, and there's a lot of leverage. And, you know, I don't know exactly what the count is. If somebody has a certificate of, of storage, Merrill Lynch has a, a share builder's account, they'd call it, and what they'd have is they'd have a fungible supply of gold, mm. you know, basically a pile of gold sitting in a, in a vault, and you owned a piece of it. And, you know, with Merrill Lynch having its troubles and, and all these other companies that you're mentioning as well, you never know where you're going to be. It just makes a lot more sense if you're going to be getting into the gold and silver market because you want to cover yourself in case of problems economically in the future. You should really have that gold in your possession and silver for that matter, too. You should be taking physical delivery and have it in your possession and, and store it for yourself so, you know, you can put your hands on it when, when there's problems. So I know a lot of people think about, um, you know, what happened in, I guess it was 1980 that, that gold essentially flattened out and then stayed dormant for 10 or 15 years. Um, and, and they're worried that something new like that could happen in gold and silver uh, today. What is the same and what is different about uh, the world um, from then and now? Well, 1980 was, you know, they called it the misery index back then. Um, that was when uh, uh, Jimmy Carter was in office. We had pretty much runaway inflation, double-digit inflation. Uh, the uh, There was time for Paul Volcker to be appointed, uh, let the interest rates rise in the marketplace, and uh, and just readjust uh, the, uh, the economy, put us into a recession. Uh, but at that time, we had, we, you know, unemployment was, unemploy- unemployment numbers were low. And we had some room to recover from it, to grow out of it. But I don't think that we have that option anymore. The United States is looking closer to depression every day. And, you, you know, the, the Federal Reserve System has the accelerator on the printing press to try to stave off this depression. Oh, yeah. But it's killing the value of the currency. And you just, the United States couldn't afford to have the interest rates go up like they were then. I mean, we had 18% interest on the short-term rate. And you've got to realize that right now the United States government can't afford to pay its bills at, you know, almost 0% right now. It's, uh, the T-bill is probably paying, you know, about a half a point. You know, there's just nothing there. If, you, if those interest rates go up to even 8%, it'll just wipe this country out. Yeah, because where are people getting money? If they're not borrowing it from uh, you know tomorrow, then where are they going to get it? Yeah, that's exactly right. And we certainly aren't going to get it from the foreigners. I mean, <laughs> Japan's done lending us money. Uh, uh, China, they don't want to do it. I mean, all the foreign countries are trying to get away from the United States dollar. So the United States dollar was was backed by gold through 1971. And the United States government had sort of a leash around itself, and it couldn't necessarily spend too much because he had this little boundary that they had to respect, and otherwise gold prices would go up and, and then the gold reserve would slip away. Well, that was happening in 71. Nixon closed the gold window, which, put, which took the restriction off of how much money could be printed or how much debt we could get into. And since then, it's, it's like that hockey stick theory. I mean, it's just been going straight up, and it's, you know, we're, we're bound for collision. 
and uh, we'll probably end up having a new currency before this is all done. So you think that they're going to come up with some fiat currency like uh, we'll, we'll call it call it the Amero because there's been a lot of uh, talk about that. It's hard to it's hard to say if we if we know what the the name of it's going to be, but some new currency, and they'll just replace at say ten to one or a hundred to one dollars. I would have to say that that will probably be the the solution that the politicians will come up with. Whether or not the people will accept that new currency and whether if it'll hold any value for any extended period of time, I'm not sure. Because I don't know how we're going to get away from this debt issue. I don't think there's, you know, the the uh, Chases and the Morgans and the, you know, the Merrill Lynch's and the, and the Goldman Sachs, and they don't want to have to uh, be defaulted on by any, you know, the you know the, the economic crisis that we had here just recently with the mortgage business was bad enough for them to go to the federal government for bailout. Well, obviously, if governments are going to be defaulting on debt like we have Greece, I mean the that was Goldman Sachs that's getting bailed out. It's not that Greece is getting bailed out. They just want Goldman Sachs wants to continue to get their interest in principle. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. it would have wiped them out if Greece failed. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Because I mean, you know, the the, the people of Greece are going to figure out how to use their labor to uh, enrich their lives. It's the bailing out of the government of Greece is only bailing out of the creditors of the government of Greece. That's exactly right, and it's the it's the Wall Street tycoons are the ones that are going to come out on yep. top with this. It's and once so, yeah, again it's, the the poor, the middle class, and the sort of uh, upper middle class bailing out the rich, corrupt people uh, that you know that, that essentially run this country and run this world. Yep, that's exactly right. So, so um, yeah, it's. If well, there's there's a there's a book out there called Dishonest Money, and we have it on our website at gold.freetalklive.com. You've made it particularly attractive for people to get this book, and this book will explain how the Federal Reserve works, how the uh, International Monetary Fund works. It'll do it in less than 200 pages, and it's easy to read. It's not like tiny, tiny type or anything like that. I didn't understand all this stuff until I read this book, but I walked away. With a with a full understanding of how it all works and it's and it's criminal corruptness. Yeah, well, Joe Plummer did a great job of basically whittling down what G. Edward Griffin wrote uh, in the Creature from Jekyll right. Island and put it into more of a understandable format and and it's short enough for you to you know to keep your attention. Yep, and I think it's just a wonderful book. So if you're interested in that. We'll give you that walking liberty you have to go along with it. I don't know how you can beat that deal. Right. However, there is one other thing that I am offering right now, and I don't know if you ever have Bob Chapman with the International Forecaster up, but he gets $159 a year for his subscription. Mm-hmm. And if you buy one franc from us, and right now we have it at two fifty four sixty eight, but you have to call for it. On the web, it's up a little higher. You can buy it on the web. 265 Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's two fifty four sixty eight. If you call for it, yeah. just mention that you heard the special on Free Talk Live, and you'll get a full year subscription. It's one hundred and fifty nine dollars. It really it brings gold back down to about five hundred dollars an ounce because the the franc is a fifth of an ounce of gold. So it's a great buy. There you go. Um, I've got uh, actually some francs myself. Um, they're they're beautiful little things. The uh, also on the website we've got British sovereigns, uh, francs. You've got uh, American eagles at uh, thirteen, twelve, eighty. So one thousand three hundred and twelve dollars and eighty cents. The uh, Lakota Nation silver round, which is a, a gorgeous piece, and that's the you claimed before. It's the lowest price you're going to be able to find on the internet. Are you still you still comfortable with that claim? Well, you know, I would have to say that that's still true because I know that ACLS people they charge a lot more for it. When I was watching it. 
you know, the, the prices on eBay were much higher than that. So, yeah, that's a good price for that Lakota. So just under 25 bucks for that. Um, yeah. The uh, My personal favorite, which is the Walking Liberty Half Dollar, I, I just love it for its size and usefulness. I feel that that, um, if you... We already have real money as currency, and that real money is walking Liberty half dollars because you can get this, and it contains like forty point uh, four ounces of uh, of silver, and it's it's a it's a great coin. It was good enough for our grandparents uh, for many many years, and I think it's good enough for us. Yep, certainly is. Now, and, if you're interested in any one of those items, call us on our Free Talk Live line, which is eight seven seven eight five seven ninety nine thirty eight. Yeah. And uh, mention that you heard the special on the Free Talk Live uh, interview, and uh, you'll get a full-year subscription to the International Forecaster. You'll get the book with the Walking Liberty Half. There's get both of those. Of that, buy a yeah. Frank, get the International Spectator Think. Buy, buy the book, get a free uh, Walking Liberty Half. You're already uh, there. You've already got yourself a, a you know your gold and your silver. Um, you know, set us. Uh, you're you're ready to go with your with your collection. I guess collection isn't the right term. I'm not collecting gold and silver. I'm putting away. <laughs> um, I'm hedging against inflation, hoping that it goes up, sort of from an investment standpoint. But I don't know. But it it seems to me that they're they're, they're just printing so many dollar bills that there's. You know, I don't have any control of that. I do have control when it comes to my family and protecting my family. I have control of how much gold and silver I have in my um, in my possession. Right. And if you think about it for a minute, when they went and they opened up the tombs in the Valley of the Kings or the Pharaohs, they found gold. They didn't find paper currency there. Yeah. You know, it's we've had gold as money in this world for 6,000 years. And the paper, the valueless paper that we're trading has only been detached from gold since 1971, has lost over 90% of its purchasing power. And now the world is looking back to gold as a common sense alternative to fiat paper currency, and it just only makes sense that you have gold, and anyone, anybody that has any, any assets that are of value at all should be considering gold. I mean, if you have money in the bank, if you have annuities, if you've got an IRA, it just doesn't matter. I mean, you really need to be looking at gold because you can see what's going on with the paper investments. They're they're way too volatile, and there's just not enough security there. And um, now, the, a lot of people have gold, but they don't have, uh, or, you know, a lot of. If you have a lot of money, gold is a good choice. But if you don't have a lot, um, we set up something with you, Ted, that uh, that you could put a little bit aside every week or every other week, whenever you get your paycheck on the layaway plan. Let's say you put aside, you you put twenty Lakota Nation silver rounds or twenty Walking Liberty halves on what you call layaway. If you call the number, and I can't remember, I don't have it sitting here in front of me, Ted. What is it? Yeah, the number is eight seven seven eight five seven ninety nine thirty eight. Yeah, if if they call that if they call that number, they can put that away and then just put a sort of a a weekly installment um, towards it because that was my problem when I was when I was single. Essentially, um, I wasn't putting any kind of money in savings at all. And this way, you can have you can have your money in savings. It won't be being depleted by people that are printing more dollars that you have no control over. You'll actually have it. It'll be somewhat um, ill. Illiquid, meaning that you can't just oh well. I'd like to go out and have a good weekend, uh, you know, snort some coke and uh, have some hookers, and then blow it all in one night um, because it's in silver. You can't just you know turn it over that quickly. It take you take you a couple of days to trade it off with somebody, and you'll you'll come to your senses. <laughs> so right, I think it's hopefully a- hopefully by then that'll be a good thing because you won't be doing that that with it. Right, that's a good thing. I I think that having it illiquid is is slightly good. Having you know liquid currency, there's a, some advantages too, but the disadvantages. They can turn on the printing printing press and devalue it as quick as they feel like it. 
Yeah, and and to be honest about it, if I had a piece of gold in my hand or silver, either one doesn't matter. And at least in the Twin Cities here, I can walk into the Mall of America or any one of the any any jewelry store, any place that I see that deals with gold and silver, and I can walk out with cash. Yeah, that's true. Now, I'm, I'm, I may be smarter to call a place like Midas Resources because I'm going to get a lot more money for what. What I what I what I've purchased. I mean, we do buy too, Mark. I mean, oh, yeah. if people need to sell, you can call us. We're here to do that for you. But uh, if you want to raise cash quick, I mean, you really can walk into these places and walk out with cash right away. I've got to run. Um, lay down that number real quick and tell people the deals. Um, and in thirty seconds. Yeah, sure. Eight seven seven eight five seven ninety nine thirty eight. Again, eight seven seven eight five seven ninety nine thirty eight. The Walking Liberty half. And the uh, and the, uh, the uh, book is just a fabulous book. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the International Forecaster is a is a subscription that comes out biweekly, and it's by Bob Chapman. It's just a great economic resource. Ted Anderson, thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.